Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What up? What's happening? We are back, baby. We are back, man. Episode 11, the realest podcast ever. I'm extremely excited to do this Lit. show today. Tell them your name, man. It's your boy C. Diddy. I'm Matt Makes Me Sick. I have my arms up right now like Daniel Bryan. Yes. We, we were going to yes. get right to it and yes. tell y'all y'all yes. weird as shit. But <laughs> before that, let's take a moment to gloat. Yeah, let's, let's talk, talk some shit. shit. Let's go. You want to talk some shit, nigga? You ever I, seen that video? Which where one? It was, uh, it's, a, uh, it's a video where it's the talk shit hotline. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, thousands yeah. of niggas <laughs> are standing by. And they all talking shit about you right now. This is how we're going to do it. How many countries are there in the world? 196 countries. I I never knew that. I bet you motherfuckers didn't know that. It's 196 countries. I just found that out, by the way. It's 196 (laughs) countries in the world. How many countries has TRP been downloaded in? 56, you bitch. That's over 25% of the countries in the world, baby. Almost 29%. Almost. Almost 28.57%. We are in 28.5% of the countries in the world. So that's the good news. That's lit. The bad news is wait. Give give ourselves a round of applause. For, for, let's for, do that. Let's for, do that for that. You know what I'm saying? Before we do Justice anything, else. In the, in the, Justice clapping in the clapping in the producer booth. Now we can tell them about where we're banned. <laughs> we're banned in 17 countries. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the show is too explicit. <laughs> too explicit for 17 countries in the world, and we are banned there. Yeah, 17 countries were banned. But more good news. This is the other half of the compliment sandwich. We are lit in the Netherlands. The yeah. Netherlands. Shout Literally the, shut down the server. The, the other Netherlands day. shut down the service for about six hours the other day. I was I was at work. We had too much traffic from the Netherlands, and, and just text me like, "Yeah, the fucking service crashed." You motherfuckers uh, ain't been off your fucking block, and we <laughs> and our traffic from the Netherlands <laughs> shut the server down for six hours. You know what I'm saying? It was you lit. from uptown. You ain't never been to South Philly. You, you know what I'm saying? saying? And, and we in the Netherlands shut down the server. Ain't that something? It was lit. It was. Lit it was like fucking hell. lit, man. I want to know what countries were banned in. We got. I'm sure we can get the list. Yeah, we can get that. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty. It's like Sri Lanka, probably. Yeah, we'll other. we'll get the we'll we'll find out wh- wh- where that is, man. But uh, extremely excited to be doing the show today. Um, the title of today's episode is "Y'all Weird." Y'all weird because shit. There's been a lot of shit going on on the internet for the past couple of weeks, and it's really, really exhibiting how weird y'all are. <laughs> Also, we found out who they is this week. We did. We found out who they is that DJ Khaled has been talking about. Yeah. It's Birdman. Yeah. Birdman, you're weird too. He's a weirdo. You're the weirdest real nigga I ever met, and yeah. I never met you. You refuse to pay anybody. <laughs> to this day, though, <laughs> is y'all finishing y'all done? That's, <laughs> y'all still, that's still the greatest like, one line ever. That and shit be going left sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was on the Angie Martinez interview. He said, you know, can you reconcile things away? Can you patch this up? <laughs> shit be going left sometimes. There were so many quotables in that three-minute <laughs> Breakfast Club interview. Charlamagne said, yo, did you pull up on Trick Daddy and Ross? I'm pulling up, up on, on you, nigga. nigga. What's happening? <laughs> pulling up on you, nigga. What's happening? And they like, hey, I mean, hey, hey, look, 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 man. If y'all finish, y'all done. <laughs> We out. <laughs> great. Form like cash money, rich gang. Form like Voltron. Real quick though, that the uh, idols become rivals. How you feel about the song? Song is it's amazing. It's, it's Ross ear for beats and the whole thing of picking daddy where you been and Wayne and Stunner the father no. son relationship. That's like a I, I that's said, a subliminal diss in itself. I, I said Ross 
Legit, Ross got to start executively producing albums. Like he could, he could seriously and not the dirty sign. niggas that signed to him. No, other people, he could really people set with actual people. talent, he not the dirty really, niggas that well, no, signed to him. No, don't do that because it's talent on MMG. Meek's talented, Wale's talented. And then shit get murky. Yeah, it gets murky. <laughs> it get murky. <laughs> it definitely gets murky. After Meek and Wale, <laughs> shit get murky. Omarion is over there. Is he? I think. Is he? I mean, what's, he had a hit, though. <laughs> he did. The uh, Chris Brown joint. Yeah, he over there. But is he still, though? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> or, is, or is Ross just, like, taking his 700000 off the budget and then cutting Omarion enough? Hey, you heard what Jada said. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, rape the budget. I don't see the nigga. It's just the way it goes. Come through, rape the motherfucking budget, put the M&G stamp we'll, on we'll, the we'll, we'll get the Ross show later. Uh. Y'all weird, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Y'all That's, definitely weird. Yeah, we, um, we got a lot of lot of topics. We have a lot over. of points. We're gonna say y'all weird a lot today yeah. because there's been a lot of weird shit. Yeah. Um, both happening directly to us and indirectly. Yeah. Um, first of all, we have haters. There are podcast haters that are out there. They are in the Delaware Valley. Um, <laughs> they are weird old niggas with salt and pepper beards. <laughs> Who are looking to try to gain a, a a base of people to rally with them? You know, you know. Let me let me say this. to hate on the podcast. I, I, I had like a good no bullshit like ten people send me that thing the same the weird old nigga. And I, I I'm like I, I don't know this guy whatever I, you know. It's, and I was like on a tip like it was tons of podcasts. That's the that's the one thing about this whole media multimedia revolution that we're on. It's like it's multiple podcasts. Shout out my yes. man Filthy Philly. Shout out Clint Coley. It's so many podcasts. Shout out Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. It's so many podcasts coming and it's. Like I get old old niggas at my job coming up to me like, what's yo? I I keep hearing the word podcast. You know, like it, it's just it's there. It's becoming more. Shout and more, out Scooter. Yeah, shout out Scooter. I forgot all about Scooter. It's, it's it's becoming more and more prevalent. And it's like you know, Carl Carl's a podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, Nikki has a podcast. Every like the, it's just becoming more and more prevalent in this day and age in this culture. And I seen it. And this time I know I'm getting older. I'm getting better in life. I'm emotionally, mentally. <laughs> I'm just better. I'm in a better place. I'm doing better in life because old me would have saw that and like, oh, you hating on me? Cool. I hope you go up in flames. You know what I'm saying? Like old Matt is like, yo, I hope you get a cheap plane ticket and then crash into a man. You know what I'm saying? New Matt. I hope your girl fuck a nigga from Tasker Project and then and, and give you the clap, nigga. <laughs> New Matt ain't got time for it. I'm too positive. I'm, I'm on yeah. a positive vibe. You know, I play Ultralight Beam at least twice a week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just in a different mood. It's the truth. <laughs> I'm in a different place right now. So, my, you know, to the... To I got the, Chance album on my top five. Yo, to the, to, the, to the hate, all I can say is, like Nas said, uh, on uh, Nas is like, I wish you the best, even if you don't wish me the... I, I mean, uh, even well, if you wish me the even opposite. Even if you wish me the opposite. You know what I'm saying? I wish you the best. God bless. That's it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just don't, I know you're about to go left. I just don't understand where the shit be coming from. You know what I'm saying? It's like as much bullshit that gets posted on social media and gets celebrated on social media, when people are coming either together like me and you are or doing something on their own to try to do something different, you know what I'm saying, and try to create a dialogue and, you know, create a fan base and create a revenue stream and this and that, this is something that could ultimately – be a million dollar business for us or a six figure business for somebody else or a multi million dollar business for somebody else. How can you hate on that? Easy. <laughs> if you you know like you ever had like shells and cheese? Fuck your whole night up. You you'd be miserable eating that shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm just keeping it a bean. It's like I see it all the time. It's like I told you when when my life wasn't at a certain place, I could easily 
you know, do that. I could throw some hate in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like, I don't do I don't that know. no more. I'm just not, I'm just not wired that way. So it's like, certain shit just don't connect to me. I just don't be understanding it. But at the same time, I know it's not for me to understand. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a fuck nigga. I'm not a hater. I'm not a sucker. You know what I'm saying? So it's just certain sucker shit that goes on. I can't relate to it because I'm not cut like that. You know what I'm saying? But to see it is just like, you had nothing else better to do. Like, nigga, no. you're like, you're clearly 44 years old. No. Like, you have nothing better to do. This is my joint. Um, and, and, you know, I, I see it a lot. And it's just like, I say, I said it on here before. I don't think people get the the backing and the support that they should get in certain business, certain avenues because of their attitudes. And it'd yeah. be like, I'm like one of the most positive people I've ever met. I know yeah. you, you know, you're like yeah. literally I, I can't say nothing like it bad. So it's, it just don't even make sense that it's like, why, yeah. like, why are we even doing this? So it's like, but at the end of the day, it kind of just happens. It's like, it's like, there are people who will tell you that Biggie is ass and you yeah. like, all right, what the fuck? You know, somebody like, said that nothing was the same was terrible. Nothing. Yeah. That was weird. <clears throat> that On was Twitter. Weird. That was weird as shit. Y'all weird. Y'all like, <laughs> all weird. Yeah. I said, excuse me? Yo. Like, y'all weird. I said, what? I'm like, that's, his, that's arguably his best album. But this is my thing. Though. I feel like if you if you got people perturbed enough to where they're like saying things and making statements. Oh, it's yeah. Like, it's much better than having them feel nothing. You gotta, yeah, you got to be like. You, know I'm saying? you either something. want the extreme love or the extreme hate. That in-between shit don't get you no viewers or no listeners. You know what I'm saying? The in-between shit don't get you in 56 countries. Banned in 17. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, that shit gets you like, oh, he got a cool little show, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But you got to be able to invoke emotion one way or another. I think that's what people kind of think, like, it is or was or should be. I, like, you know I always say it. People want to support you and they want you to do good, but they don't they want you to do, do that, that good. good. Like, nigga, nigga you, you got uh, you got two slices of cheese on your chicken sandwich, nigga? You doing too good, nigga. It, you see it now. You smack it's, that it, chicken sandwich like, out your hand, nigga. You, you see it now with Nicki. You see it now with Drake. You see it now with Floyd Mayweather. Motherfuckers legit just want Floyd to lose. Yeah. They don't even care who he lose to. They don't care if he lose to a homeless they, nigga. They don't went from Sugar <laughs> Shane to, to Hatton to, to Zab to... to Pacquiao, they don't care. I just want to see him lose for nothing else but to just to see him lose. Nigga, you winning too much. Too much. Nineteen titles in five weeks, nigga. You winning entirely too much. You have to lose. People legit want to see Bron lose all the time. It has nothing to do. And you know, and I'm glad you brought LeBron up. I think what it is, like with you know those people that we mentioned, these are supreme winners, motherfuckers that like win so much that their losses just get glossed over yeah. to where it feels like they never lose at nothing, whether it be a business or their talent or whatever mm -hmm. the fuck it is. And I think for some people, it's like what Meek said, is Instagram hurting your heart. Like It gets to a point where a motherfucker can win so much that it makes somebody feel devalued because they look at their own life and they like, man, I ain't never win shit. I'm going to just fuck this nigga. I'm going to just keep it a B. If I post a picture, a, a tweetgram, a funny ass pick something, 179 likes, 40 comments. If I post TRPE, 22 likes. I'm just keeping it a B. Yeah. Shit real. It, it's Very. just what it is. Very. You go on Instagram and post it. You just got a job, 400 likes, a whole bunch of congratulations. Tell them you're starting a business or you doing this, that, and the third. Ten. Nine <laughs> likes. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just what it is because we people legit want to do certain things that just you know I had somebody tell me um chick recently I ain't gonna mention her name whatever she had DM me and she was like yo I love the fact that y'all doing a podcast she's like it's so dope and it's such your it's so your lane you know what I'm saying 
And she was like, it's so many things in life that I wanted to try that I just didn't. And I'm kind of like, you know, she she married now, got kids. She she was like, I kind of regret not trying. Yeah. That was the whole thing with me with stand up. It's like, you know what? I want to try. I want to <clears throat> do this shit. And I got up there and like, granted, I don't really want to do it like as a full time thing. Right. But I was good at the shit. And it was like, yo, I tried the shit and got to move around and meet motherfuckers and be in this city and that city. Yeah. It's dope. And I know you I could do fur- this shit. You got further in a summer than a lot of people yo. get with that shit that really be like working on it. Real shit. And that, and, and that in itself is the difference between being talented and being gifted. Like when you naturally gifted, you can wake up and piss excellence. I got to I gotta say this, and Clint grinds me up all the time because Clint like, gets mad at me that I'm not doing it. And I'll be like, I just got so much going on, you know, working, my life, this. Clint, like, I had to become funny. And Clint's hilarious. I've seen Clint destroy in Phoenix. He, like, I had to learn to become funny. He, like, you just a funny motherfucker. He, like, when Beans was like, you're talented, I'm God gifted. Clint, like, I, I, I'm grown enough that I can, like, say that. You you do this shit with ease. You, yeah. It's just it's nothing to you to do it, and I'm just like yeah. And I, again, I'm Biggie. You know, I'm, I'm going down right. south. You know, what I'm saying like that's where my yeah. I'm, I'm like because I'm not there, and I don't want to disrespect the craft or the hustle. Right. And I feel like that's a lot of part that comes from that is the fact that still got to work hard. You still got to work hard. You still got to do certain. Think about how much we learn week after week of this podcast shit. Yeah. Shit, I didn't even understand two months ago. I completely get now, and I'm showing to other people. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. There's gonna always be somebody that's got some negative shit to say. Put on Chance album, man, and you know, try to live right. That's, yeah. that's all I can say. Without a doubt, man. God bless. Um, let's go to sports first because I feel like once we get to the music talk, is that's gonna already, dominate I the show. Know you're gonna go way over there with that. Um, it's because it's a lot. So <laughs> Chad was angry on Twitter. It's a lot. It's a lot. I'm still angry. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like y'all, y'all just li- blatantly lying now. Like weird shit. It's weird shit. So in y'all weird news, my man, well my ex man, Levar Ball, he's still my man. <laughs> he just he did some weird. <laughs> he shit. He went off the rails, bro. Yeah. Levar Ball said he would have crushed Jordan one on one. If y'all don't know who Levar Ball is, he's the real angry uh, beige nigga that y'all keep seeing Big on all beige the, nigga, on all six, the sports shows. He's got a son. Uh, which one is the Lonzo? Is Lonzo the is UCLA. He's in the tournament right now. And uh, Lamelo is the one in high school. Keep cooking with the yeah, the, the baby. And Jello is the fat one in the middle who got to lose some weight, or he gonna be uh, on the motherfucking bench somewhere yeah. for the Delaware's eighty-seven. Pay- Peyton and Eli's other brother. He's <laughs> right. gonna be that boy. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, Levar. I I like Levar Ball, and y'all know Levar Ball's been out wild and going crazy. You know, he's he's a dad. He, you know, he says that uh, Lonzo can be better than Jordan. And LaMelo can be better than Steph Curry. I like that type shit because yeah, I like the talk. As a father, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to put your kids on a pedestal and be like, yo, you can do anything you want to do. You put your fucking mind to it. You work hard. Yeah, you can be better than this person. Yeah, you can be better than that person. Yeah, you can be the best ever. It just went left when this nigga said, yeah, I would have crushed Jordan. It's like, whoa, fam. And, and then he proceeded to go on a media tour and discuss how he would have crushed Jordan. Like, Jordan is too small, first of all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And my heyday, I'm 6'6", 270. I'd have just backed him down into the basket and just dunked on him every time. It's like, nigga, you talking about the GOAT. <laughs> you talking about the greatest. <laughs> like, the greatest. This is the greatest. One of the nigga. only, like, of 14 players that could have played and dominated in every era. Yeah. And you, a nigga who averaged 2.2 at Washington State, averaged 20 at a JUCO, Against somebody who averaged 37, 8, and 7 before? Yeah. In, in the, the league? In the league? Yeah. 
the guy that averaged 37, 6, 35, 6, and 60 here, you averaged 2.2 at Washington State? Yeah, LeVar Ball tripped off. Then the nigga hauled off, and they was like, yo, um, do you think you're putting too much pressure on your sons? He was like, no, nah, because my sons is that good. And they was like, yo, will your sons ever tell you like that? Chill. He like, they tell me to chill. They ain't my sons. Right. I'm like, yo, this nigga's nuts. <laughs> like, <laughs> as long as I'm taking care of you, feeding you, clothing you. And he then he hauled off and was like, my sons is, is, is already great. Magic got sons. They bums. Shaq got sons. They, they bums. bums. <laughs> Jordan got sons. You see them. They bums. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Yo, did you see that meme with the with Jordan's sons? Yo, with the, they, your sons inherited your jeans, jeans and not, not your jeans? <laughs> I said, yo, Michael is the greatest player of all time. Fantastic gambler. You know what I'm saying? Had a bitch in every state. Had two bitches yo. in every state. <laughs> And your sons cannot even get on the court. <laughs> True story. Rye had a folder on Facebook. This was back in the day. You know how you used to post pictures and it'd be like different. Yeah. The folder was called, look at y'all man Jordan dressed like a clown. <laughs> <laughs> it was all these pictures of Jordan. He had one Jordan where he was dressed like a pirate. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Mike got on. This nigga had on like a Captain Crunch jacket with like these hammer pants with boots. I'm like, yo, Jordan lays be nuts. <laughs> but he the goat. So it's like, what the fuck? You can't guard him. Nigga got the worst denim of all time. The man. worst denim ever. It's like, where are you getting these jeans from, bro? Like, DeMarcus Cousins is seven feet tall, 280. He's the flyest nigga I've ever seen. And somehow MJ can't get dressed. Yeah. He's 6'6, 210. DeMarcus, yeah, 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 I give you that. He having that shit on. Yeah. Mike and Mary jeans, fucking uh, ball main jackets. And he's seven feet tall. Mike, 6'6. Six, six. By comparison, like, you can't get dressed. You look terrible all the time. I don't think Mike cares, though. Like, but he do because he be trying. It be like a lot of flair to the bullshit he be having on, like, velour no, I mean, jackets just, and shit like that. That's just like when you, you know, I'm, I'm pretty corny, but it's like when you're a corny old head, like, it's just like, Borg got on the bus today. He had on a brown dicky set with, like, a cream Mark Buchanan leather. And you can tell he just Kill pulled the leather shit. out of like an oak closet. And he had all his chains on, his little silver and shit. And it's just like he killing it. It's yeah. like, but he not killing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he killing but it. But somewhere there's a bitch that's like, he got that shit on. So it's like when Jordan throw all that. I'm going to fuck that nigga with the cream yeah, pelly pelly on. Jordan throw on them crazy ass jeans with them shirts. It's One thing I can say, he always got a phenomenal white woman on his hip. Always. Consi- consistently, Jordan don't fuck around. He's, he's, they see that one point four billion in the, in his pocket. They don't give a fuck about them dumbass leads. Yeah, he's selling his house. Uh, you seen that for fifty million? No, they, they brought they brought the price down. Um, his uh, I, can, I don't know what it's on. It, it, it keeps coming down. First it was like fifty, then it was like thirty eight, then it was like thirty two. Now that shit is like one point something. Like it's his fifty thousand square foot property in uh, Chicago, and now they said if you buy it. You get lifetime Jordans. Oh shit! Like they scrape like, nigga, the bottom. Buy the crib. Yeah. Get the sneaks. Yeah. Buy the crib for the sneaks, nigga. Yeah. Don't even come to the house. If you nigga. buy the house, you get lifetime J's. Shit <laughs> <laughs> is crazy. Like, they like it. scraping the barrel. <laughs> but yeah, back to Levar Ball. We went off track. So like we always yeah. Do. So he said he. So and then he proceeded to play. Uh, Marcellus Wiley one on one on a Sports Nation on a seven foot court. It looked horrible. <laughs> looked like shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like the old head. You were playing ball every day with these youngins, and you look terrible on national TV, sloppy and shit. Real shit. Jordan still be beating niggas. In one Jordan game. beat Michael Kidd Gilchrist two years ago. Real shit. Smoked him. Real shit. This is a top ten draft pick from the best college program in the country. Smoked him. Two years ago, yeah. at forty-eight or whatever the fuck he was, yeah. 
You think you can beat him now or then? Yeah. It's the craziest shit I ever heard. Yeah, Jordan. Uh, Jordan's clearly the goat. I, LeVar Ball, he weird. He might can't beat Glenn Rice right now, like, let alone Michael Jordan. Like, yo, NBA players, people don't understand. Like, they'll be like, oh, he a bum. He a bum. He a bum. I'd be like, fam, they the 450 best players on the planet. Yeah. You make it to the NBA, it's a- If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. A reason you were yeah. in the NBA. I, they was playing at uh the Pecom on City City Ave. The Temple motherfuckers was in there. This is when we was in high school. But the Temple motherfuckers was in there playing. Remember Jeff Hornacek? I'm talking about Jeff Hornacek in Destroying a people. in a golf shirt. He Destroying had on like a polo shirt. Every shot he put in the air was going in the bag. Like it was like almost like it was a magnet in the ball. And it's like they, they couldn't do nothing with him. Because and I'm talking about this is Jeff Hornacek. At, he's retired and all that right. shit. So it's like at 41, Jeff Hornacek. Yeah, real shit. Like, could you imagine having a guard like motherfucking Kobe or some crazy because shit the, up top? The thing is, it's like motherfuckers that say, "Oh, such and such average this amount of points on this many shots." Do you know how hard it is to get up 27 shots against NBA? Caliber defenders. You know how fast they can close on you and and prevent you. Can you imagine trying to shoot over Giannis Antetokounmpo? Yeah, motherfucker, seven one with a fucking uh seven foot four wingspan. Yeah. You can't shoot over him. People hate be weird as shit when they're like. I remember we was at a bar and uh Kobe and them was playing the Jazz in the playoffs, and the bull bull was just going crazy rooting for the Jazz. And me, Ross, a bunch of us in there. And Ross, like, yo, real quick, yo, my man, I don't know you, but how, like, how you a jazz fan in Philadelphia? Like, how did that work? <laughs> and he like, oh, I ain't a jazz fan. I just don't fuck with Kobe. And I'm like, that's strange. I'm like, why do you not fuck with Kobe? He like, I never liked that nigga. I played against him in high school. Just ain't fuck with him. I'm like, he dropped Kobe 84. gave you 65. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it the second half. <laughs> it sounds as though Kobe gave you 60 and took your bitch. So it's like, fuck boy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But it's like, no, when you that like LeBron. Bron gets shit. Yo, he done been to six straight finals. And Muff, like, peep this. This is how hard a that is. A shoe in for seven. No one has done that shit. Only James Jones in the modern day era because right. James Jones is following him from the teams. Like, motherfuckers, they'll be quick to be like, oh, he did it in this era. It's like, no one else in this era has done it. <laughs> Tim Duncan didn't do that's, it. That's how weird this Kobe is. didn't do it. Kobe didn't do it. Think about it. Dwayne Wade, the third best shooting guard ever. Dwayne Wade didn't, didn't do, it. do it. The second best shooting guard ever. Shaq didn't, didn't do, do it. it. No one. It's check most dominant player we ever seen. Win Kobe. It. It's just didn't the, do I'm it. Just keeping it a bean. Like should be going left sometimes. Should be going left sometimes. <laughs> man, y'all finish it. Y'all done. Like, <laughs> like y'all, the fuck. The man been to six straight NBA finals. Duh. He might go to seven. He might go to eight. Ain't no might. Ain't no might. He might go to ten. Real shit. He might go to ten. He's that's how good LeBron is. He's so fucking good with this team that he has with him right now that the Celtics said, ah, oh, we don't need to. Uh, we just gonna stay second. You know what I'm saying? We're not even gonna trade all our assets and try to get fucking whoever they and, was, was and Demarcus Cousins, uh, Boogie, Boogie, and um or uh, the boy from Chicago uh, with all the nappy shit. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah nah, uh, all multiple time All Stars. Ah, it's cool. We'll we'll just lose in the in the in the in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's fine. We know we can't beat them. Even if we add these guys, we still can't beat them. We're not good enough. So we're just gonna ah fuck it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We'll just keep our young guys. Like. When you good, yo, the, the the some of the shit that people say and some of the shit people believe in, it just be like, yo, you don't even make sense right now, yo. But it's like, not about making sense because it's all coming from an emotional place. Yeah. You ever hear somebody like, oh, I just don't like him? And yeah. Be like, like why? You'll know him. Yeah. 
I played I played fucking uh volleyball with fucking LeBron in Cancun. Cool as shit. Cool ass nigga. Man. Oh, you did? I did, oh, personally. Okay. Oh, okay. Play fucking pool volleyball with LeBron. Motherfucker came out. This is like 2005. Came out, hopped in the pool. I'm playing. I'm like, fuck. We about to lose. <laughs> 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 yeah, fucking LeBron spiking a volleyball on you in a fucking pool. Really trying to win pool volleyball. <laughs> oh, shit. We about to lose. Oh, uh, shit. It's over. <laughs> LeBron about to wash the shit out of us. You know what <laughs> fuck you going to do? <laughs> Man, it is fucked up, but if LeBron show up anywhere for any athletic you're involved in, you know it's a Yeah, we about to lose. <laughs> oh, he on the, uh, y'all got LeBron? Ah, shit. Yo, you had a father- you playing shuffleboard? Uh, you got LeBron? Ah, you had a father-son T-ball game, <laughs> uh, and a you young boy LeBron. get ready to hit, and you see LeBron come out, you're like, that's LeBron's son? Oh, shit. <laughs> you and your son having a meeting? <laughs> like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to do my part. I'm going to do my part. Don't fuck this Yo, up. Yo, you ready to play? Don't make me look bad in front of LeBron, nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ain't no autographs if, if LeBron fuck us around, nigga. We going right home. Crazy. Yeah, that shit is wild, though, man. I hope Lonzo and LaMelo do good, though, man. I'm praying for it because the whole thing is they already... Lonzo, not so much because he's going, he quiet and he going out there producing, but they got a fucking spotlight and a target on LaMelo's back. This nigga shot up 100. They like, hate the little... They hate that little motherfucker. He coming up, pulling up from half court, calling to it. Start the game, calling it, going in. They like, oh fuck this. What was the what was the young boy from Camden was was dropping on them crazy points? Um, he got drafted too. He made the league recently. This, like, you about Wagner? Wagner, Dewan Wagner. Yeah, Stomach got Wagner. fucked up. Yeah, he had, was nigga had AIDS. Call it what it is. Oh, nigga got AIDS. <laughs> oh, man, I can hear <laughs> letters now. Yeah, he got a motherfucking. Uh, it's eighteen countries. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that nigga had AIDS. We call it what it is. Phenomenal ball player. Nigga had AIDS. Shit. He was a shit. Yeah. He scored a bean in the game, I think. Yeah. yeah. He was destroying people, but it wasn't, it wasn't no hate. You know what I'm saying? But the whole thing is, what people got to realize is, when these kids, uh, starting with Lonzo, went to Chino Hills, that's not no basketball powerhouse. They went to the school in the district, yeah. and they made the team better. Like, they didn't go to fucking Oak Academy in North Carolina or go to whatever fucking popping basketball school and you know I'm saying they made their team better in, in their local school district and made them more vi- viable. They go to public school. Yeah. So I'm saying so it's like if he goes out there and he crush a bunch of fucking kids and score 92, uh, tough luck motherfucker. Play some D, bitch. Like yeah. what, you, what He's little as shit. Stop him. Yeah. Kick him, trip him. Real shit. Stop just letting them shoot threes on you all day. Yeah. Y'all mad at the kid for doing this shit. Like that was the weirdest shit I seen also on the internet. Like they was it was all this backlash about like we don't like uh, a high school kid scoring ninety two and da da da. You liked it when Wilt did it yeah. every week in Overbrook. Wilt was going out there scoring a seventy five to be every night in uh, Overbrook uh, against future Wilt <laughs> men. <laughs> Like, <laughs> newspaper editors <laughs> <laughs> Bitch yeah. Fuck out of here Then going and running track and field Winning all the medals Throwing the shot put Javelin all yeah, that shit no Nobody I, was tripping A great athlete is a great athlete You can't even hate on You that. have to applaud that shit man Because it's like You trying to dim the light of a 15 year old Like what, what, what does that say about us If we're trying to dim the light of a 15 year old Like you too good Here goes some weird shit Their clothing line the big baller brand. Triple B, baby. These three Bs, baby. <laughs> so th- there's several problems with the big baller brand. Uh, I respect anybody trying to establish their own thing. We offer entrepreneurship here oh. on the show. But when your average product price is more than Jordan brand. Or Nike. Or Adidas. Adidas. Or Steph Curry line with Under Armour. Anything. Truck fit. You name it. <laughs> it's just more than everything. Tees, $60 on average. Yeah. 
Hats, 50 to 100. Yeah. Who mans is this? Whose mans is this? <laughs> Who set these prices? Yo. And you know what he said when they asked him about it? Y'all will go buy a Lil Wayne tee for $90. First of all, no, we won't. Yeah, no, we Second won't. of all, truck fit tees cost 28 to $35. $34. In, in a 5X, they're $34.99. <laughs> trust me. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've done the homework here. I've seen these shirts. We've done the homework. Like, where the fuck did you get this pricing plan from? Did you talk to a Philly bitch to get this pricing plan? Like, charge them $60. Dog, that <laughs> leave the, uh, uh, support black business? Cool. Uh, T-shirts, $80. The bull <laughs> with the silly face. Yo. I'm going to spit my water out. <laughs> I remember I said it a couple years ago. I'm like, did the price of cotton go up? No. What it is is, right, real quick, I'm going to give y'all a quick, 122nd elevator pitch on why small business prices are the way that they are. You did this before. They. I think you said. Yeah. I don't know if I did it on air or not, but we've definitely talked about this. They are buying from the wrong distributor, number one. Two, so because they're buying from the wrong distributor, they're paying too high of a premium of a price, which is then driving their overall cost up. So instead of their production cost being roughly $7 a shirt or something like that, it's like 14 is doubled. So they're then passing that cost along to the consumer. Then they're also paying too much of a production cost. Mm-hmm. So you have the blank shirt you're paying too much for. Then you have to get whatever the fuck you want on it paying too much for then you have the graphic designer who did the design charging you too much for it so along your supply chain you got raped three times so Mm -hmm. it's only natural that the rape gets passed along to the consumer because you're roughly when you break your cost down damn near at twenty dollars for a simple ass t-shirt sixty dollars like because they what they do read and find out is they don't read to see who's a better distributor or a better person to get your fucking materials from. They read and see what's a good MSRP for pricing yeah. plan if I'm paying XYZ three to one. So instead of the shirt being 11 and they charge you 30, it's 20 and they're charging you 60. Mm, very true. So people will educate themselves on what they want to educate themselves on, which is the final price rather than how to cut down my supply chain and make it more affordable for me, thus more affordable I, for the consumer. With the whole direct to consumer, with the whole direct to consumer thing, it's like remember we was talk, we talked about this about a year ago, yeah, way before this podcast. Yeah, like opening stores is kind of like a you don't really it's, need it, to do it. Uh, and no, I, look, real quick, and I actually seen uh, Tiff and I seen uh, the bull CEO don't they had posted this shit like. Sears is closing X amount of stores. Nordstrom. Nordstrom is closing X amount of stores. Like this bit, the stores are closing everywhere. But you got Uber is like the national car service now. They don't own one car. Yeah. Amazon is like damn near about to pass Walmart in sales. They don't have a store. Right. It's like the direct to consumer shit now has like taken over society. So it's just like people live off of their phones and their tablets. Yeah. You absolutely. can get straight to them through that. And it's just like, yeah, that's overhead. Anyone really born post-1980 is married to their phone. Real shit. Apple, Android, BlackBerry, or other, we are married to our fucking phones. And some people born before that. But that millennial generation, for sure. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you have all this power in your phone, you can talk, text, email, take pictures, post pictures on the fucking internet, tweet to 10 gajillion fucking people. Go on Facebook, post something that could go viral in seconds and reach 10 million people. 
why the fuck would you want to take the power out of here mm-hmm. to make somebody have to get in their vehicle on some form of transportation to come to you to buy something yeah. when they're already here? Find a way to get in their phone instead of getting them to come to where you are. You, you want to know what the dopest part about this podcast is? 56 countries, right? Over 100,000 downloads. I know we up there now. Wait. We're doing, we're, our, our average is five figures a week. Banned in 17 countries. Banned in 17. Working on 18. Working on 18. <laughs> All of this shit that we have done, we literally just posted on our Instagram. And Straight Twitter. off the iPhone. We haven't paid for any advertising. We haven't, haven't done n- little, little little TRP background news. We've done no external marketing. Yeah. All of our marketing has been organic coming from us and from the people and that support people, the show. So people, uh, you know, reposting. We haven't tweeting. paid nobody to do an email blast. Nothing. We haven't paid Baller Alert or Shade Room or Famulus we're, we're about to, to get put the, it up. We're about to get the paying Baller Alert. That's going to be next. We haven't gotten. Uh, Not us, but the we t- haven't, next topic on the show. We haven't paid no celebrity to post it because they all take money to put posts up. Mm-hmm. We haven't done none of that shit. 56 countries, damn near 200,000 downloads now. Like, I, I almost paid uh, Shorty. I was like, I, I'm not giving her $45. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to the supermarket. <laughs> I almost gave her 45 bucks. But it's like, no, we really haven't, though. And it's like, that's kind of what I'm saying. It's like, you have it. It's right there. It's right there. It's literally right there. It's right there. Uh, three years ago, me and my man Dan produced the ghost clothing line. We just set up an Instagram page. We didn't put neither one of our names on it. We was doing 2500 a month selling shirts online by doing like little small markets and paying sneaker sites and shit from Instagram to post our shit, paying them two, three dollars a clip and fucking making twenty five hundred, three thousand a month selling shirts. Like this shit is not hard. Like the Internet is here for you. You can set up a fucking uh, a a, a Facebook business account or now you can do it direct on Instagram, convert your Instagram account to a a business business account. You can post ads. You know what I'm saying? Pay them to post ads through Facebook for business that direct people back to your Instagram page where your web page is. Yeah. Traffic. Like, this shit works it fucking self. And buffer. Buffer. Uh, yeah, right. Remember, we went on buffer, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, it's so much shit that you can do that's but that, right there. That right there is, goes right in the show with it, as far as me talking about, uh, us talking about y'all being weird. It's like, stop using the internet for bad. Stop trying to like meet up with strangers to fist fight <laughs> over dumbass posts and tweets and like really get your shit in order. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I've seen a lot of people in the last couple of years literally just start a business and start marketing the shit through Instagram Instagram. Yeah. Through Facebook, through Snapchat, through you can do the shit, yo. It's it's Khaled changed his whole fate in 30 days through off Snapchat. Of Snapchat. Crazy, right? 30 days. He got Change. lost on the jet ski and turned that shit into fucking $20 million. Ch- changed his whole fucking life. You know <laughs> lost on the jet ski with a Snapchat. With a and Snapchat. turned that shit into turn, $20 million. You know so it's just like, yo, like, this shit is, it's, it's, it can happen. Like, <laughs> Alan lost on the jet ski is one of the funniest Trying to go to P. Diddy house. Like, I'm trying to get the pump <laughs> out. Remember it's Rick, getting dark. Rick Ross was looking out the window. Is that the nigga Khaled? <laughs> That was some of the funniest shit ever. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like from that little personal experience, Khaled is doing almond milk commercials and TurboTax and handing out bowling trophies handing out bowling. Like anything, Khaled is the go-to pitch man for everything. You think you can't get your little piece of the pie if you just do the right shit and get your business in order via the internet? Real shit. A, 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 a female with 10,000 followers that's attractive could post shit on her Instagram once a day. I guarantee you can make $3,000 a month in passive income. 
I see chicks. It's funny because I see chicks who literally have gotten to the point out, like, shorty, they get three, 400,000 followers. Yo, I'm selling ads. I'm selling ads. $45 for a day, $50 for because two days, $100 for four days. It's power in having that amount of media. Yeah. Having that, those motherfuckers at your disposal. That shit is power. At any given time, 5% of the people following you are going to see what you put up. Real shit. So if you got 400,000, at any given time, 20,000 people are going to see something that you put up. That's fucking money for you that as an advertiser and for the person that's fucking paying you their business. Mm-hmm. That shit is going to lead to sales. Once upon a time, when uh when 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 Meek was super duper supporting Belargo, Tiff was doing damn near five figures every time online. Every time he he fucking was on Instagram with a Belargo shirt on, motherfuckers going searching it. What's Belargo? From Belargo PJ. Oh, that's the shirt Meek had on. Buying seven of them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like that shit is real. Power. That shit is powerful. This goes back though to the whole podcast hater shit. It's like, I, like staying in your lane, and that's one thing that like is big in this city and big in this whole culture. That I always was like, yeah, it's like, I don't go and do some shit because you see somebody else being successful at it. Really learn what the fuck you doing, right. and really, really have a about pa- that shit. really have a passion for some shit. It's like I saw this person selling clothes. This person, I, it's like yeah, we could have printed up some shirts and done the shit, but no, that's not my fucking passion. It's like this person has selling food. This person has a food truck. This person has a restaurant. I'm not about to go get no yams and start yeah. chefing them up. It's like no, do what the. That's the reason I play poker. That was my shit. So it's like I play poker and I, I won a tournament for a big amount. And like motherfuckers, yeah. like yo, you need to show me how to play poker. It's like fam, I've been playing poker since '05. Right, like you don't. <laughs> learn this shit overnight you know what i'm saying it take time it's like this podcast shit it's grassroots building no we're not we're jay-z's probably not gonna sign us tomorrow probably not but he might but he might (laughs) but he might it would be pretty but he might it would be lit lenny ass holla at me you know what i'm saying we (laughs) need five hundred thousand in one of them hats it'd be pretty fly you know what i'm saying we could work it out for like 200 and like a bunch of hats and bunch of rock nation hats (laughs) (laughs) i need hella hats couple sweatsuits (laughs) hella hats (laughs) but it's like need 83 dollars hella hats it real shit though it's like have a passion for something and then you know you can get right to the shit you know what i mean so so it's like it's like our guy drake says man or more like worry about taking my lane they and get on the road like sure. you gotta get in the motherfucking car and get on the road before you worry about what lane people in and you know what I'm saying you gotta do your own thing man like this shit is not hard like uh, you wanna go to the to the shit since we was talking about people paying ball alert let's get to the shits so before we go there Meek Mill oh that's what I was talking about no he had another incident this week did he he was rumbling the young boys in the airport oh shit yeah <laughs> damn Rumbling the young bulls in the airport uh, in St. Louis. He's back to flying commercial. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but he was in a regular-ass terminal, and they got into a melee, seven chasers versus two young bulls who work at the airport over a pitcher. I'm going to say this. What is it with him in these pitchers? I'm going to say this because it's kind of – this is some weird shit. I don't understand why – Celebrities have an issue with somebody taking a picture or wanting a picture or autograph or whatever the fuck they want. I saw Ti had an issue the other day. You seen that at the gas station? Yeah. And boys taking a, a selfie with him, and Ti snapped on him like, "Damn, Dommy, pictures you gonna take your grown ass man?" It's like, fam, that's a fan. Like he fuck around and bought all your albums. Like so that shit never was cool to me. And it's like, they say I, you should never meet your heroes. And <laughs> real shit, because now boy, boy. My fuck. smoke tea. <laughs> that's where it was going. My smoke tea. Like, yo, you want some gangster shit? <laughs> like, I ain't on no gangster. I want some grown man yeah, shit. Yeah, but it's it's just like, yo, 
a fan want a picture with you or an autograph, whatever it is, that should take seconds. It's like you said it the other day. You signed up for this. Yeah. You could, not trying to be funny, you can come draw to 48. Yeah. Real shit. You could be at motherfucking Wendy's taking my motherfucking order, and people, I don't know what I and want. people get on the bus all the time, but like, oh, Matt, make me sick. No one ever tries to take a picture with me or right. ask for autograph because I'm just not that. But it's like when you sign up to be a fucking celebrity, like a real life, yeah. That's just part of the name. That's yeah. the reason you live in that house. That's the reason you got a hundred episodes of that's part your of the reality show. That's that, in the fine print. Real shit. It's like that's just part of life. So it's like I don't understand why you keep having issues with a motherfucker who wants your picture. He had the situation like, a couple weeks ago with the with the chicks trying to take the picture. The big bitches in the, the big bitches in the maxima. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't want to take the picture. They rode off bumping back to back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fast forward a couple weeks, you got issues with the with the kid work for the airport and the kid he did his own. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Video on, that went up on Worldstar. I started, talk, it was, it was, it was, nine, it was, it was, it was nine, nine minutes long. It was hard. I said, I'm not it watching was, I watched it and I said, you know what I said? I'm a dickhead. I'm a dickhead. <laughs> I watched it to the end. I'm a dickhead. Yeah, I saying, was no but way I, I had to, I had to get to the bottom of this shit. So it just the, started off like he was lying. I was like, boy, I'm cool. It, he definitely was capping. He yeah, was capping big time. He was, I ain't yeah, want no he's picture. like, nah, the nigga Meek hop it, out it, the it truck. It wasn't over no picture. It was so, over respect. The nigga Meek hop out the truck. He looking at me, so I swing. Bow. He swing. I'm like, all right, yeah, this is lying. <laughs> you hit off. Chino. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> So I watched this whole horrible-ass video of this lying-ass young boy. But one thing he wasn't lying about, you know, he works at the airport. He literally takes pictures with everybody that come through the terminal or whatever. So he had pictures with fucking K. Michelle and this person, that person. So that part of his job makes it worth worthwhile for him to come to work. You know what I'm saying? To where it's like he feel good about like, damn, I met such and such today. I don't know who the fuck I'm going to meet. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, that one little thing, you taking 30 seconds to take that picture could have made that kid your biggest fan. You know what I'm saying? But yo, you my, just like, I ain't my, fucking with nobody. I'm through here. You know, my pop from that old square, he see a celebrity, he talked to him like he know him. You know what I'm saying? We was out one day, he seen Dawn Sally. Hey, Dawn. I'm like, yo, leave that lady alone. <laughs> just, he'll walk right up on whoever. But it's like, yeah, like our culture now has made it to where you can't be a fan of nothing. If you're a fan, you you're a dick rider. You do, you dicky, and you and it's just like, no, nah, that's what the yeah, like, like you said, that's part of the whole shit. He do that, like he sees somebody, he like, oh, I'm gonna get a picture with this one. I'm gonna get a picture with. This. Remember, motherfuckers used to have like photo books where yeah. they would have real live pictures with this person. Listen, person. I remember being being a young buck, being at fucking Six Flags. And seeing Pepper from Salt and Pepper and Tretch, who at the time was my favorite fucking rapper. Mm-hmm. Tretch was naughty by nature. This is like right after he cut his you, braids You know off. what's crazy? You know I bagged Ashanti at Six Flags. I don't know if I ever told you this. What? I, well, I gave her my number. I yeah. told her my number. I don't know if she wrote it down. But she never called me. <laughs> right. so in my mind, right. I bagged Ashanti. I bagged Ashanti. Yeah, but, but yeah, we definitely She was this. talking about me on Foolish. You know what I'm saying? I definitely spoke to her yeah. and gave her my fucking like, number. Man, man, what's happening? You know, smooth, fat nigga. Yeah, Heard I mean. you with the biggie sample. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. You know what I'm saying? So, so like that little shit at being 13 is like, damn, I'm the nigga. Like, I got a picture with Tretch and, and fucking Pepper. Like, that bitch really never called me. And I don't really think about that shit. <laughs> Yo, like, Shandy, what, what's your problem? This was yeah. years ago, too. It was like 14, 14. It was like when she first fucking right. started. Yeah, they was all at fucking Six Flags. Not uh, Ja. Ja was smoking at the time. Where is Ja? Like all of the all Where of the all, all of the minions. Right. It was like, Cadillac uh, Top, Cadillac Black Top. Child. Yeah, all of them was <laughs> Lloyd. <Yeah. laughs> Where is Ja? Where is Ja? 
Um, so you know I'm saying so it's like that little thing could have turned that whole situation into something different. You know what I'm saying? You know what's crazy? It's like people used to always be like, uh, AI was an asshole. That was like the the, the every time the, I met him, nicest guy. I'm about I ever to tell met. you, we coming down City Ave. My mama got me from school out of dogs appointment. We coming down City Ave, and my mom was the biggest AI fan on earth. And she saw it was a little nigga with braids and a drop top Rolls Royce. It's like that's clearly Allen Iverson. She goes fucking crazy. Allen Iverson. Oh my god. Oh my god. And I'm like, yo, cool out. You know what I'm saying? Cause <laughs> this, he gets besides himself. Like, cause I'm reading off of this shit. And I'm like, my mom just so hyped, so hyped. Wanted to go into the gas station. She was going to the gas station. She's like, all right, I'm going. I'm like, all right, AI get crazy. You know, I gotta mind. You, I'm bigger than AI. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm clearly. A, I'm a watch. Granted, it's, granted, he got. He's in the rolls, but he got a Range Rover full of. You know, Timberland wears full yeah. of crew thick. <laughs> yeah, C R U T H I K. So it's crew like I know thick, I'm gonna get stumped the fuck out if I do. But I'm going for mine. But, but my mom spoke. He was the nicest motherfucker. I, and I just was like, damn, maybe they be lying. In the Every time I ever met shit. Chuck, nicest guy ever. I met him at a party. He was at a party at Pat Two. It's called Fire Nice now on Third and Market. I come in there. I'm with my cousin or whatever. He he, he loved my fucking cousin, my my guy cousin, whatever. He spoke to him. He like, oh, you you with Steve? Such, such, such. Oh, damn, what's up, youngin? Da, da, da. He was chilling with a fucking bucket of Corona and a bottle of Cristal, just sitting at a table by himself. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Cool as shit. He came to Big Bangs on Monday before. Somebody brought him through. He was cool. Took pictures with all all that shit. Like, so I just like I never personally like experienced that shit. Like, I don't understand that shit. Like now, like why motherfuckers be tripping out like that when it comes to the fans? I mean, granted, I guess after a while it probably can get annoying. I, you know, I, I'm assuming. But that's what you signed up for, that's, man. That's, like, my, that's, that's shit is, my whole take, that shit take on it. It's like, yo, print. you signed up for that. So it's like you wanted, you, you, you want all these cars, right? You want the Wraith. Give me the Wraith and I got to take a thousand pictures. You know what I'm saying? I need the Wraith. I just had a Wraith convo with somebody last night. Listen, I'm, I don't got time for the bullshit. I'm trying to be driving a Wraith in two years. You know what I'm saying? I just had that convo last night. So if you can speed past me to the Wraith and I just got to take some pictures, yeah. sign me the fuck up, please. Real shit. Bug me. I want to take pictures. I'm trying to grow my Instagram. Yeah. I'm trying to get to 10,000. I'm at 8,900 right now. <laughs> I'm in striking distance. You know what I'm saying? Help me, help me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So in other Meek Mill news, um, I think it's safe to say he's unraveling a little bit. I ain't gonna go that far. I'm going that far. He posted a video where he um his hand is like in a cast. Did you see that from the fight? <laughs> no, but somebody was like, "Damn, he heard the the." It's funny. Somebody tweeted he heard the the Rollies diss and punched the wall. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this uh week's episode of TRP is now over. <laughs> I'm like. It was funny because garbage rollies. It, it's funny because it's like I heard the I heard the disses. We'll, we'll come back to me. I heard the disses on the joint. The, I was cool with the you know try to give me a cheesesteak. I gave his ass a clean plate. I was cool with that. I was cool with how you let the the ghostwriting rumor turn you to a ghost. I was cool. I with I think that. that was for Pusha T personally. I mean, kind of, kind of too. I'm. We ain't seen Pusha T in a while. I was. Cool, I was cool with those. When he said garbage ass rollies, me go like, kill this nigga. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, remember Friday? Oh, no, not the rollie. <laughs> like, come on, man. Anything but the rollie. Anything but the rollie. My man texts me like, I know Ross is literally sitting on Meek lap so he won't get up right now. <laughs> go the fuck crazy. It's like, yeah, the rollie just was way uncalled for. You know, so you say you do it for motivational purposes only, but you just had to show me. Like, he's just styling on these guys. Yeah. Like at this point, you know what I'm saying, and my man. Uh, so, so let's not let's not go to two. two we'll, we'll come back. Let's, we'll come back to more life. Let's not. Let's we, we got a whole more life segment or whatever. Um, 
Real quick, uh, if you, if you haven't, go back and listen to episode ten, more life featuring Pastor Carl Day. Excellent yeah. episode, without a doubt. Fantastic episode. And Carl's coming back. So Carl coming back, episode twelve. Yeah. Real so talk. Meek spazzing and threatening to expose Baller Alert and Karen Civil. Now, see, I didn't. I remember. Because I, remember, I, I, te- I it was funny. I was at work and I seen some of the t- the tweets and I text Chad like, "Yo, let me know what's going on with that because I'm I'm doing too much right now. I can't really see it." I, next thing I know, I had like a four-minute voice text. <laughs> I was like, all right, yeah, this shit must be something serious. Yeah. So, in typical Meek fashion, he jumped in baller alert comments, spazzed the fuck out because they put a post up that a promoter had sent them saying, Meek Mill performed for 2,300 people. So, he took it as they was trying to like play him or demean him by saying, oh, look at Meek only performing for 2,300 people. But it was a copy and paste from the promoter. Like, when you post with baller alert you send them with the put up so they he sends them the post or whatever like that so meek took it like oh y'all y'all gonna stop trying to play me and playing with my name i went performing for 2300 people you know what I'm saying i performed for way more than that da, da, da. so he had a whole meltdown and karen civil you nut ass bitch my sister on your top and when she ran into you i'm just saying like yo are you online threatening the woman who just helped with hillary clinton's campaign the woman that got an open door to the White House for the last eight years? Like, is that what we're doing online right now? You look crazy, cuz. Mm-hmm. Then he said, I'm done with y'all bitches and da-da-da. Then he came back and wrote two more posts after that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, dog, you said you was done. First of all, you're online arguing with women. You look crazy. Second of all, you was dead wrong for the reasoning behind why you jumped out the window. And then third of all, you still look crazy because it's like, what are you really going to do to Karen Civil? What are you really going to do? She just was in bed, quote unquote, with the Obamas for eight years. Like, what are you really going to do, my nigga? And not go directly to jail for it? I mean, I, I, are you a fan of me? I love me. I'm not a fan of the nut shit that and, he does. And, and this is my joint. When it comes to music, as far as the young motherfuckers, I'm not talking about... The motherfuckers got six, seven, eight albums yeah. in like Ross, Drake, all of them. I'm not talking about them. The new niggas, Meek, like one of the only motherfuckers I like. Yeah, real shit. Like I don't like a lot of these because I, I don't. I yeah, love I'm, DC Four. I, I thought DC Four was all. That. I love DC Four. I love DC One, Two, and Three. Also, my John is. I don't love his debut album. It was terrible. I like uh, Dreams Worth More Than Money. Though. I thought Dreams and Nightmares was alright. It was terrible. Tony, si- Tony Story Part Two was my shit. That was it, though. It was the same. Uh, it oh, was like yeah. nine versions of the same song after that. Like the Polo intro, and Shell Tops. Like, the intro oh, was great. The intro. It was like it was four records on there. Amen was dope. You know, shit get murky. After it gets that. murky, <laughs> but yeah. But it's like no real shit though. It's like I'm I'm a Meek fan. I think that th- again, this is y'all niggas is weird. It's like. You say, yo, Drake, my favorite artist. Oh, you you, you, you ain't riding with the city. No. no that's weird. That's Relax. very weird. I'm here. You know what I'm saying? I'm a fan of Meek. I'm a fan of Drake. I'm a fan of a lot of different. That's the, that's the weird shit with, with the society now. You have to pick sides. If you go get a bottle of Fiji, oh, what, you don't fuck with, 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 with Voss? <laughs> Nigga, I just wanted a Fiji. What the fuck? Here, here, here's, here's kind of what's everything up. has to be a decision or or a pick a side. And it shouldn't have to be. I, I like Fifty and Ja Rule. I, I had what blood in my fuck? eye. I had blood in my eye, and I had fucking get rich or die trying. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when like, I first heard clapback, I'm like, all right, probably shouldn't have made this. <laughs> but I cut on wonderful, and I love that shit with R. Kelly and Ashanti. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like 
you 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 don't have to do that. And our society make you do that shit. I, I don't understand. It. It's like, yo, we were Drake fans. Meek was a Drake fan. You're on all Meek albums. He was a Drake fan. Meek I remember jumped. the day him and Drake came here to shoot the video at the art museum. That I told you I was at Soul Control and yeah. Meek and them came through there and then Drake had to show at uh, Susquehanna Bank and Jer- like we I remember that. I mean uh, Drake had to show at Susquehanna yeah. Bank. I remember that shit. We all everyone was a Drake fan. But then the whole shit happens and it's like, oh, won't fuck with bull. And it's just like I no, I listen got- listen to Ross's album. Even Ross told him that he was wrong. You know what I'm saying? It's like the nigga jumped out the window. He jumped out a 24-story window, man, for no reason other than the bitch told him something that he didn't like. And now you're like you're you got lifetime beef with the biggest artist in the world. Somebody asked me earlier today, um, was it, you know motherfuckers hit me all the time about the show, like they be wanting to say certain shit. And he was like, Did do you think this like like Meek has a permanent like hindrance on his career and i'm like i don't think so but he lost relationships that were like essential yeah like you think about this you jay-z's young boy you dating Nicki minaj and you're real good friends with drake you it's lost like, two out of those three all of the cards is set up for you it was it was plant it was yeah. there and when you lose drake you lose Khaled. you lose because he's Khaled's go-to guy Khaled needed record He's going to Drake. It's been proven a thousand times. He just now got the Jay-Z and Beyonce relationship. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't pull that card. He's been pulling the Drake card for six years now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you lose Khaled. You lose French Montana, who's arguably the second or third best hook guy in the business. You lose all of this because you too emotional. Like, you know. It thing. wasn't a reason for it. Like you you woke up one day on the wrong side of the bed and you said, I'm gonna air this nigga out. And it didn't it totally went didn't go the way that you thought it was gonna go. You was playing Connect Four on a fucking chessboard. You know what I'm saying? And the nigga destroyed you in that part of the battle and now it's to the point where he's trying to like set your grave on fire, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? All because of one Perk fueled Twitter tirade. Yeah, it's like I, I my joint is like, and I was trying to explain this yesterday. And I saw you going at it with like everybody on fucking Twitter. I was like, I would just let you have this one. <laughs> I'm not even getting into it, with motherfuckers. But it's like I seen people like, oh, when Meek dropped, because you know people, more life came out as, as everybody knows. People the like, world stopped. People like, oh, okay, y'all y'all dicking. Well, when Meek dropped, don't come back on his side. And it's like, wait, what the fuck? It's like when Meek dropped, I'm gonna download that shit yeah. too, and I'm gonna hope to he got some dope shit to say. What to the Bull, fuck? Because Bull's kicking his ass right now. This is my thing, and this is the weird shit that I'm talking about. And I guess we can go into this. The whole let's let's go. The whole Drake shit and the, the fact that Drake has literally been at the top now for six years, and people are almost sick of it to the point it ain't where almost <laughs> it ain't almost they the, they full-blown sick of him and it's coming out just saying anything yeah it's just weird just nut shit and motherfuckers just, blatantly went on twitter yesterday and said he only rapped on four songs this is jamaican reggae bullshit and then i listened to the album and he's rapping on like 16 out of 22 tracks he, he he's on, not on i think three of them yeah he he rapped on. 80% He's rapping of the on eighty percent of the fucking album and, and rapping and, and talking shit. Rapping at an extremely talking high level. Shit. And you know what my takeaway from this project is? Jay Z, Rick Ross, Kanye West, Meek Mill, Pusha T. Stay out of his way. Yeah. He's not playing with none of y'all. <laughs> 
Stay out of his fucking way. And he's bigger than all of y'all combined right now musically. What's crazy is I said yesterday, I was like, I think right now musically. Musically can't none he of He might them be think, bigger than Jay. Or like, and motherfuckers started going off me and I'm just like. Like, yo. I mean, but, I don't think anybody's sitting around. I mean, granted this. when Jay drop an album, it's Jay. So you go and but go But Jay playing a lot of political games and doing like business bullshit to sell his product because he know the product ain't that good like he made samsung buy a million albums when he fucking put american gangster on uh what's the name not american gangster uh magna carta no i'm going back oh, further. okay i'm talking you said that was he when, when he put american gangster on itunes when the music shit was starting to change with the downloads and shit he made them do it to where you got to buy the whole album. So he play a lot of business games in order to inflate his numbers and to get shit sold. Fucking uh, Kingdom Come sold 700000 the first week because of all that push from Budweiser's fucking select. Mm-hmm. And then the second week did 80000 So he's been playing a lot of music industry games for a long time. thought about that. For Damn. a long time now. Yo, Chad's smart as shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when you look at Drake's <laughs> discography... <laughs> He's already passed Jay. Like, if you want to talk about statistics-wise, he already passed all these niggas. He the number one billboard He's the number nigga. one billboard nigga ever. In eight years. If Jay-Z at 67 years old is still better than Drake, who just turned 30, <laughs> do you know how bad that is for music? Yeah. Do you know how shitty of a place we're in? So all of y'all holding on to Jay for nostalgic purposes, he ain't been Jigga in a long time. I say it all the time. You know I'm a Jigga He ain't fan. been Hover to God in a long time. So if y'all still think that what he's putting out is equivalent to what this boy is putting out, you're a fucking dickhead. Yeah. And, and I'm tired of, like, all of the stupid opinions that's running wild on the Internet. Just because you're allowed to say what you want doesn't mean you have a valid opinion. Let me say this real quick. Let me say this. And I, I, I started to go into it with somebody yesterday, but I didn't because I forgot I had a platform, 56 countries. I was, I'll say it here. Yeah. Let me say this. Motherfucker said to me, I'm saying, though, like, y'all, you, you, you really think Drake is something else? And I'm like. Yeah, nigga, he's clearly something else. I'm like, think about this for a quick second. If in your rap career, right, let's say Chad, like you're a rapper, right? If in your rap career, you can have a time where you're the ambassador for NBA All-Star Game. You have a Super Bowl commercial. You drop three number one albums. One of those albums hauls off and sells 900,000 copies the first week. They're all number ones. You drop five number one songs. One of those songs gets streamed over a billion times. You drop a diss track that sells three million records and gets nominated for a Grammy. You win two Grammys for other shit. That's a fucking dope-ass career. Yeah. That's a dope career. That's a dope career. Drake did that in the last 19 months. Yeah. On top of going on an American leg of fucking the biggest tour ever in rap, and then a European tour of the biggest tour, like a European uh, section of the biggest tour. It's just like, Doug, he don't, I was telling him, this is why we a fan. This is why we were fans when the first album came out. This is why we were fans when the third album came out. He don't stop. It's like, it's a real live machine that just keeps on plugging away. I'm like, all of this that I just named has happened since he dropped back to back. Since back to back has happened, Meek gave us DC four. That's it. If if Meek literally worked that hard, if Big Sean worked that fucking hard, if Kendrick, if fucking Pusher T, J. If, Cole, if all y'all niggas worked this, I said it. Y'all fuck. This is y'all fuck. Y'all fucked up. Let a light skinned nigga from Alaska in white Tims get the crown. You're never gonna get it back. You know why? Because Big Sean got Detroit. Kendra got LA. Meek got Philly. 
J. Cole got Carolina. This nigga has a country. Remember when Yao Ming became the man in NBA? He was the number one all-star vote-getter every, every year. year because he had fucking China. Drake numbers is going to already be crazy just on the strength that he has a fucking yeah. country All he got to do is show up and get 500000 So when he drops some shit that's crazy <laughs> so when and he, it hauls off and becomes the number yeah. one song here and the number one song there. And, and the number one song in London. It, the number one song in London history. Real shit. One Dance is the number one song in, in the, the history, history of London. London. Crazy. The Beatles are from fucking London. <laughs> like, are, are y'all stupid or are y'all dumb? It's like, y'all finish or y'all are dumb? Y- like, <laughs> in, in the words of Remy Ma, are you dumb? Yo. Are you dumb? Like, it's just certain shit you can't fight. You know what I'm saying? I'm so happy we don't have to talk about them this week. Like, oh, it's, it's, so, it's, so, it's just certain things you can't fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, Floyd Mayweather's not, never going to lose. Yeah. He's already... 99% of the way there. He's never going to lose. He's the greatest defensive fighter we've ever seen and arguably the greatest fighter we've ever seen. Real shit. We're not going to appreciate his greatness until he all the way hangs the gloves up. Real talk. But it's just certain shit. It's like, yo, Drake is a living, breathing legend. My joint is, is like, I've just gotten to the point where... Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles? And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I don't poke at greatness because it's weird. In this day and age, greatness doesn't get respected just on the strength. On the strength. Back in the day, like Biggie, I'm a, and I'm a Biggie fan. Biggie the best rapper ever. I'm a 360-pound big-ass black nigga. Biggie the best rapper ever. That's my fucking man. Biggie had holes in his shit, though. You know what I'm saying? Pac, who we love. We love Pac. He had holes in his shit, but they didn't go into it like that. And I don't know if you really listen to Drake on Lord knows. He says, I wonder if the greats from the past eras would be able to survive in this era where it's where it's normal to pull all of your skeletons out the closet like Halloween decorations. That shit is real. Yeah, they go in. Drake said it. I go to sleep, wake up. They talk about my personal life. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's just what this era for him to be that you just kind of just got to let it go. It's like, yo. Greatness just doesn't get respected, and I be like sick of that shit sometimes. Yeah. So when I see niggas talk shit about Bron, I'm just talk fine. shit about Kobe, talk shit about Drake, Wayne, Jay Z. It's like I'm thug. Flat, I'm flat out fed up with the shit. Think you about how many like, rappers came along that sold three, four. I ain't even talking about the niggas that's hot right now that went gold. Yeah. I'm talking about the niggas that sold three, four, five million. Yeah, think about Nelly sold twenty million. Dog. Where the fuck is Nelly right Bone now? Bone Thug sold seven million records on a fucking EP that had six yeah. songs on it. Shinky like, went triple platinum. Duh, like effortlessly. You don't stay around for a long time. You gotta put that work in. You, you got to. And it's like, yo, it's like this guy live If you would have told me in two thousand and four that beans would like be irrelevant in music, I'd be like how? Yeah. How? They because, all wear his clothes. They're all in the movies. shit they, be going left sometimes. Exactly. You fucking take a wrong turn. You stick around at a house too long. You get a bullet that's not yours. Shit like that. You know what I'm saying? You gamble too fucking hard. You lose too much money. You look up, the Maserati's gone. You know what I'm saying? You got to applaud a motherfucker who stays the course and sets from here to this point. I know I could be a fucking great. I could be a, I'm a pretty decent actor now. I could be a great actor if I stick to this shit. I'm going to go over here and try and be the best fucking rapper, not only in my country, but in the world. My biggest thing when it comes to music is consistency. And this is why Drake is Drake. Consistency wise, it's only three people ever in rap music above Drake. You know who they are? Lil Wayne, well, Jay-Z. Jay-Z, and Tupac. 
Like Tupac legit drop Tupac looks now crazy. Drop motherfucking strictly, uh, for, my strictly for my niggas crazy. Did juice? Did motherfucking poetic justice? Goes to jail and you like did above uh, the room. No, Pete goes to jail and you like uh, I'm sorry above the room was first. Goes to jail and you like damn Pac going to jail. So I guess Pac gonna take it off. This nigga had a number one movie and a number one album in, in jail. jail. Poetic justice and me against the world while he was in jail. Gets out of jail, all eyes on me, Machiavelli. You're like, Jesus Christ. Gets killed. you like, Pac done. This nigga more consistent than niggas that's alive. Yeah. Changes he is one of the that. biggest songs in rap history. He, he dropped he dropped the album every four months, and the nigga wasn't living. It was niggas who wasn't breathing that wasn't doing, yeah. who was breathing that wasn't doing that shit. And that's what I'm saying. All of that shit that I just named, those tours, all the number one songs, those number one albums, that shit was in the last two years. Yeah, but this is this is after he won oh, Grammy. Yeah, and, 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 and we ain't even talk about the album with Future. I, I was I, that's <laughs> that in there. Okay, the, uh, what a time! Like, but that's what I'm saying. It's like consistent. Like when Little Wayne became fucking the biggest thing on fucking earth and dropped 77 features in or, one fucking summer. No, that was the 77 top top features. features. Excuse me. So that means he did 200. Crazy. You know what he did the next year? Dropped a Carter three and sold 1.5 million the fucking first week. It's just you don't stop. Like that's what I'm saying. This is how this is how hot Wayne was at a time and how hot Drake is now. These niggas talk shit to Jay-Z all the time mm-hmm. and he still come back around and do their fucking projects. You know why? Because he need the heat that they got on them. I knew Drake was something else when Rick Ross dissed the shit out of him and Jay dissed the shit out of him. And then, like you said, they wasn't paper cuts. Wasn't paper they cuts. They wasn't untied shoelaces. Let's do this. I, I said this on Twitter. Color Money by Rick Ross is one of the best songs I heard in the last five years. Color Money was great. The rest of the album stunk. A fantastic the- fucking record uh, surrounded by dog shit but a fantastic record perfect beat perfect flow the shit that he's saying all he talking slick all of that shit he's in full rick ross boss mode it didn't fucking matter it didn't leave a scratch let alone a dent real quick can we do this take a second from this more life shit and i I said it in the ride up here i hate the fact that more live more life dropped yesterday because it's going to overshadow how good Rick Ross' new Rick album Ross is. Rick Ross' album is excellent. Rick Ross' new album is fucking phenomenal. Apple on my eye with Raphael Sadiq. It's crazy. Dog, I said Santorini you put Raphael Grease. Sadiq on your song, it's a hit. Santorini Grease, the second song on the album. Probably some of the best rapping I heard in 10 years. Like, the fucking, uh, the, the baby, uh, the baby, uh, this. Crazy. This is how crazy that is, though. When I saw it and I saw this called Idols Become Your Rivals, I'm like, it's wild that Rick Ross' like, best song on his new album is a Drake line. It's a Drake that, line. That Drake used it's crazy to, when your to, idols become your rivals to, and you got to AI him for your survival. That, that he used to throw a diss at Jay-Z. Yeah. Like, what a time. But like, it's like, the, that, but that just goes back to the greatness of Drake. He's so hot that even if you're on the opposite, opposing side of him, you still can't get around the guy. Yeah. He's that fucking great. So why are we playing games trying to poke holes in his greatness? How you let the kid fighting ghostwriting rumors turn you to a ghost? We ain't seen Pusha T in about a year now. You know what I'm saying? Pusha T has so much to say for five years about Drake. All of a sudden, Drake finally shoot back. Where is Pusha T? I'm running good music. Who gives a fuck? Who's even signed to good music at this point? I think somebody's over there. Sean and Designer. Sean's over there. And that's it. What the fuck are you doing that you can't rap against a guy that you've been poking for five years? He finally said something about you, and you took the eighth grade girl route. He ain't talking to me. Hey. <laughs> he, ain't, he ain't talking to me, girlfriend. But, but this is what I say, though, when it comes to a lot of these other dudes. Like, every, pretty much everybody Kendrick named in that song. 
uh, uh, Day Cold, Big Crit, Wale, Wale, Pusha T, Meek Mill, ASAP Rocky, Drake, Big Sean, <laughs> Jay Electron, Tyler, <laughs> Mac Miller. This is this is y'all fault. Y'all niggas, I, it was how go crazy. All of those people that I just named: J Cole, Big Crit, Wale, Pusha T, Meek Mill, ASAP Rocky, uh, Big Sean, Jay Electron, Tyler, Mac Miller. All of them combined, Drake done did more than all of them in all the last of them. nineteen months. And they all got number one albums, and this number one single, and this and that. Drake did more than all of them in less than two years. Real shit. Eric, put them, combine them up, put the, them in the, a gumbo. The, the biggest twelve or thirteen names, yeah, in like of the new it, guys. of the new era of rap. Drake did more than all y'all. Yeah. So it's just like it's not it's not wild when motherfuckers is like, oh, I can't believe people is Drake stands. If you're not a Drake, if you're not a fan of Drake, what the fuck can people be a fan of? What that are you listening to? That don't even make sense. <laughs> like he's the best. My listen, my man. My Yo, oh, this is some weird shit. Let's my, go to this. My, my real real quick, my man Esco. Around 2006, 2007, when Drake first start coming out, the, the mixtape before So Far Gone, mm-hmm. I I give it to him. He, he's like, man, I can't fuck with that shit. I ain't really with it. So slowly over the years, Stay Scheming come out. This record come out. Finally, yesterday, he texts me and says, I'm a fucking Drake. I quit. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I got to reorganize my top ten. It's it's too much. I've had Drake in my top ten for the last he like, years. He's like, it's too much. And this is a Drake hater. Who absolutely wanted nothing to do with him? He's like, it's too much, man. Like, he's better than everybody. He yeah. loved Pusha T. That's his favorite rapper. He said he's better than all of these niggas. Yeah, easily. All of them. Here's the crazy part. <laughs> when I first heard Drake, I told you so far going. This is the shit we talking about on the way up here. Motherfuckers, like, all oh, Drake sing too much. It's like, yo, bro, he's a singer. Been singing from day Just one. So you know. Like the first time I heard Drake was on So Far Gone. Yeah. And you know how the first track on there starts. I'm trying to do it all tonight. I got plans. The, the nigga was singing. Yeah. Houston, Atlanta, Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. He has a song on there where him and Lloyd are literally trying yeah. to outsing each other. Right. Like the nigga's a singer. I didn't even know the nigga rap till I heard the show to you, my everything. That right. shit. So you look fast forward. The first album comes out. He's singing. Take Care comes out. He's singing. You know, first single off of uh, "Thank Me Later" was uh, "You Are Better Find, find Your Love." love. Yeah. He been doing this. This is what he do. <laughs> so motherfuckers is like, "Oh man, I don't want to hear that singing shit." It's like, well, put on MOP <laughs> and stop complaining. Put on Bus a Bus Greatest Hits. It's like, yo, th- like understand when I want to listen to this or that. Like I always told you, when I want to listen to some stories, some poetic shit. I'm going to put on Nas. I know what I'm getting when I put on Nas. Exactly. But when I put on Drake, I know what I'm getting when I put on Drake. I know what I'm getting when I put on Wayne, Hove, Pop, Meek, it, Busta, whoever. It just makes absolutely no sense that motherfuckers can get this mad over this shit. Excuse me. That people are fans of this shit. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. It, it, I mean, it literally makes no sense at all. And it's like, yo, what are you like? What are you listening to if you're not listening to Drake? Because clearly... You're getting billions of streams. Somebody's listening to this shit. So it's like, is this like some weird Philly shit? Or is this like a sentiment that's like in small pockets in various places? Because it's not working. You know what I'm saying? Like, the same way we talked about the Nicki Minaj hate on the last episode. Like, the, y'all do know that y'all hate is not working. Mm-hmm. Like, number one in 12 countries, like, the hate is not working, guys. Yeah. So it's like, y'all are exalting all of this energy, all of this talk on y'all social media, and it's not making a dent. Yeah. It's not making a like a, it's not a fly on the windshield. It's like not your, nothing. Your, your favorite rappers are saying shit, and it's not making a it's, dent. So, what do you think you're gonna do? 
Are you going to spark the revolution that upends fucking Drake? No shit. <laughs> all of the, 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 I saw women today like, oh, Drake shit whack. And it's like, all the women I've seen saying that, like the bitches that like challenge men in Hennessy drinking competitions yeah. and shit like that. Like, bitches it, that drink Patron for breakfast. Yeah, it's just, at, at the end of the day, my joint is, for this era, he's the GOAT. He's the God. He's just leave that shit. <laughs> he's over. the God. Like he's so far ahead of everybody else. It's not even funny. Like, and listen, and this is the thing. And I'm a, I'm from Philly. I'm a Philly dude. When I say Drake is the goat, Drake's the man. That don't mean I'm dissing Meek. Right. That don't mean I don't like Meek. Y'all need to get this through your thick skulls. <laughs> you can be fans of multiple <laughs> people. You know what I'm saying? What I'm yeah. saying? Y'all have this thing again. Y'all weird. Y'all mistake preference for hate. It's not the same right. thing. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? I prefer iPhone. I don't hate Samsung. I do. Yeah, that's, that's y'all. You <laughs> know do. what I'm saying? I don't <laughs> I hate do. anything. I hate I hate Samsung. It's like I prefer, you know. If you got green text messages, don't text <laughs> me. <laughs> like, I prefer an Apple fucking computer, a MacBook. I don't dislike fucking Dell. They they cool. You right. know? But they get the job done. Yeah, it's like, but that's where it is. It's like nowadays, if you say you like this, oh, the, the opposition, oh, you hate it. Oh, you hate it. And it's like, no, that's not it. Right. But you have to understand something. I played DC4 like every day when it first came out. I was loving DC4. When I told you, when I heard they know the difference, I'm like, yo, this yeah. cool. I fucking like DC4. I love dreams worth more than money, front to back. Um, specifically that joint with Bangladesh with Swiss on the hook. Yeah. Um, and I love DC4. But Meek do a lot of shit outside of the confines of recording in that booth that kind of make you go like, what are you doing, man? You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't see Drake and nobody comments arguing with nobody. You know what I'm saying? The example I gave Matt was this. You know the horrible shit they say about Beyonce? They said that Beyonce didn't mother her children, that it was a fucking surrogate mother, and she faked her pregnancy. Like... If you can stand up under that type of pressure, under and, some and put on a and great put on show. a great show and not say nothing to nobody because you don't see none of these peasant motherfuckers, Meek, you can get over somebody saying that you performed in front of twenty three hundred people, my nigga. You know what I'm saying like you ain't gotta like certain shit is just like fuck that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go make ten hot records. You know what I'm saying I'm gonna show these motherfuckers. You gotta make yourself so hot and so undeniable that they gotta even if they hate you, they gotta fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, yo, you but just... Like I said, I feel like people nowadays have this weird thing where they mix up preference and hate and they get the two combined and it's just like, nah. Like, the podcast hate shit is like, you didn't tell me that there were better podcasts or podcasts you'd rather listen to. You just said, oh, y'all podcast is whack. Right. That, like, <laughs> that's hate. But when I tell you, yo, Drake, my favorite artist, Wayne's in my top five, like Wayne this, is definitely in my. This top is the crazy part. Motherfuckers are tell me, "Oh, I'm a Jay Z hater," and I'd be like, "How? He in my top five? Right? <laughs> because I didn't put him number one. Yeah. I say Biggie. I say Nas. You don't got yo yo. You how you why you always hate on Hove? Dog, he in my top five rappers of all time. Right? That's not hate, but I prefer Nas and Biggie. Biggie oh, smoked them every song they ever did together. Motherfuckers get it fucked up so bad. <laughs> as it's far crazy, as man. as far as natural ability goes. None of these niggas can't touch Biggie. It's Biggie and then it's a chasm in between the rest of these guys. Bro, and Nas a phenomenal rapper. Phenomenal. And it's a chasm between him and Biggie. If you get a chance, uh, it's on YouTube, I was telling you. Uh, Nas is a clip of him explaining why he Nas was supposed to be on Gimme the Loot. And they asked Nas, like, what happened? And he's like, yo, I'm in the studio with Biggie. He's like, I'm trying to catch the beat. He's like, I'm writing but can't really figure out how I'm going to flow on it. 
He's like, I look over, Biggie smoking an L playing a video game. He like, oh, but you already wrote your verse? Said Biggie looked at him and was like, no, nah, I don't write. I'm waiting on you. When you ready, we hopping the booth, though. Playing the Genesis. Playing Sonic <laughs> the Hedgehog. <laughs> like, man, I'm done, nigga. <laughs> Time to hit the shower. See what I'm saying? What game tell Beans? It's a five-hour flight. Get Yo, your ass in the shower. It's tough. over, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I'm going home. Fuck this. Got, ain't nobody got time to be getting washed on those songs like so that. So if, if we want to recap everything and get to a, a synopsis of, of what we Oh, yeah, one say? last thing. Uh, Ross want to be cool with Drake again. Oh, yeah. Summer 17, Idols, I mean, Revivals, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a telling Meek he shouldn't have beef with Drake. He want to be friends I'm, again. I'm going to keep it a bean, dog. Drake gave Ross some of like his biggest hits. Stay Scheming, Aston Martin Music, mm-hmm. Um, what up? Lord Knows, fucking, they got something else, too. Oh, fed up on a Khaled album. Like they was on some huge tracks together, yeah. and it's just my joint is this: it's so many petty beefs in rap now that it, it kind of fucks it up for us. Yeah, and then it, the fact that we live the fans, and then we the fact that we live in this era where you gotta pick one. You yeah. can't be a fan of Dolph and Gotti. Like, why the fuck not? Meanwhile, I was playing Dolph all week, and Gotti was at Vanity last night. <laughs> like, it's it's like you you. But at, at understand though, at the end yeah. of the day, the fans don't get to see Biggie and Jay Z Brooklyn's finest no more. They don't get to see yeah. that. They don't get to see scenarios the way that you know what I'm saying. Because they the motherfuckers ain't cool. Think about how crazy Reservoir Dogs was. Yeah, the locks niggas said they just came back from a flight. Jay-Z was like, yo, come up to the studio. I got this nigga I want y'all to hear. They came up there, heard Beans. They was like, yo, let's do a track. Cut the Reservoir Dogs beat on, Sauce Money, Beans, Locks, Jay-Z. Right. Legendary. Right. <laughs> you don't get that no more because these motherfuckers just can't be in the same room with each other. Like the last like, dope, like, posse cut was like Swagger Like Us, and I think the consensus is that record stunk. My mic just went dead. Did yours? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, uh, but yeah, like the last like dope record with like a bunch of big artists on it was like Reserv- was uh Swagger like us, and I think the consensus is like that's kind of like that record aged like fucking old milk. You yeah. know what I'm saying like nobody I didn't really like it when it came out. I, I mean, I, it was a moment. Um, I personally think that what was the uh joint on Rick Ross Trilla album Luxury Tax that was a good ass. Wayne song. went crazy Wayne on that went shit. Berserk. Wayne I like went crazy Jeezy too. Jeezy, I just, uh, it's, you know, it's crazy. I I don't know who said it. It might have been you. It might have been lost. Somebody said it, that uh, TM101 shook up rap. I retweeted that on and Twitter. When I saw that, my, my, because I didn't like Jeezy at first. I, I hated Jeezy. He said, I can talk about the game like John Madden because I played in the game like <laughs> John Madden. I said, I'm good on this fucking guy. <laughs> but like, I said to myself, it's only a handful of albums that shook up rap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Paid in Full, Straight Out of Compton, Illmatic, Ready to Die, It's Dark as Hell is Hot, Machiavelli. M- my, I was gonna say All Eyes on Me. All Eyes on Me also. Volume, got multiple. Volume two, Jay Z, and I'm and then I got to like the newer school shit, and I'm like, damn yeah, TM one one on one. got two. TM one on one and recession. I told my brother the recession was great. Shook shit up like a Yahtzee board. Recession was great. Because the whole thing with TM101 is it shows out of you. All my, out of all my rappers in 08, he had the best. And I thought Paper Trail was all that. But, like, I had the Carter 4. Uh, yeah, the, no, the Carter 3. Three. Trilla, Paper Trail, and then the Recession. The only album that I played more that year was 808s and Heartbreak. Yeah. But the Recession out of the rappers, that was the best shit Crazy of 08. Like, the album. Recession was nuts. So, I mean, the whole thing about TM101 is... 
Jeezy is almost very vulnerable in a way of showing you, like, I really can't rap, but I'm going to talk my shit anyway. And I got the best beats that you ever heard from yeah. a nigga from the South to date. You know what I'm saying on this on this particular at that point in 2005, those was the craziest, most out of space, dark, demonic sounding tracks we ever heard anybody from the south. Uh, yeah, when he to. when he was on, I can't remember what podcast he was on. I want to say Drink Champs. It was either Drink Champs or, or Tax Zone or Tax. It might it was one of them. But he was talking about when he first did the Boys in the Hood John with uh what was the Jody Breeze and all mm-hmm. them, and he was like. I'm in there and it's like, you know, these niggas is rapping, so they can go in and rap in five, ten minutes and it's done. He's like, and it's taking me half hour, 40 minutes. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing in there? Da, da, da. He's like, but when they first played the finish edit and they cut, if the shit ain't lock it up, bring, bring it back. back. Bring it back. When I heard that shit, that shit <laughs> gave me and he, chill bump. He said all of them in the studio was like, <laughs> all of them was looking like, oh shit, this is yeah. something. <laughs> this yeah, this is, is some different shit. Yeah. If it's taking too long to lock up, bring it back. Yeah. You was taking, you was, you moved slow anyway. Bring a stag. You know what like, I said, oh, my God, what yeah. is this? Like, and it was crazy because when 101 came out, I, I just was like, no. I I was too dug in with Biggie Nas. I was like, I'm not. That's kind of when dude. it started to turn. The rap game started to turn. And like, I, I, I went back. And now 101 is like. It, it, it might be it's in like one my of the, top it's 20, 25. It's in, like, my t- it's, it's in my like top 12 rap albums like ever. I'm, I'll take it over a lot a of lot different rappers. And it's just, it took me a while to really like it. And then it took me a real long time to love it. Yeah. But yeah, 101 was. was 101 was is good. like, it's, it's, it's certain shit he's saying there that make you clench your teeth. Like, oh my God. Because you can see it. To this day, one of my favorite songs like ever is the joint with him, Trick Daddy, and uh, Young Buck. That shit was fucking yeah. great. There's a record that didn't make the album that was on, I think, Trap or Die mixtape with Bun B. M- over here. We getting money over here. What it yeah. do, pimping? I see yeah. y'all niggas looking, but y'all niggas ain't tipping. Like, when I heard that, I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, yeah. I'm like, this nigga is uh, phenomenal, but a horrible rapper. How is this? Where you want to go next? Um, We got some other topics we could do. You want to go into the social media? Yeah, you let's go keep social. It political, where you want to go? Let's go social media. All right, go. Ahead. You can you can bring it. All up. right, so there's been a meme floating around like a tweetgram that says how you got a foreign in Miami and no car at home. So I think Matt is the expert in this particular topic because Matt has a car at home, but Matt is the part of the reason. Matt and the Pain Gang are part of the reason why motherfuckers from Philly feel so pressured to rent luxury cars in Miami. Can you speak on this, please? I'm not the reason for shit. You're part of the reason. No. You're at least 20. Maserati Matt was a thing. You you know what's crazy? You're being humble right now. No, I'm being being dead ass serious. What's crazy is, yo, if if there's one person to blame, because me and Feet get a lot of the blame all the time for this dumb shit. Y'all was the leaders. No. If if there's one person to blame, it's Marty. Go on his, y'all can go on his page right now. QP215, blame him. It's fucking Marty's fault. Marty had a fucking Wraith last year at, uh, Listen, I tell you, I'm gonna tell you, going back, we we were going down for the tank weekend shit. We was going to rent some cars. We was going to be normal as shit. I swear to God, Feek was like, "Yo, I'm a rent a a six series. It's like three hundred dollars a day." I'm a big nigga. I'm like, they got trucks and they and they, they like. Uh, he's like, yeah, yeah. He he had a Range Rover. It was like three fifty a day. I'm like, all right, bet. So we figured out. He's like, yeah, we're gonna rent a six series, and then we're gonna rent a, a a Range Rover. That's cool. Marty came in the room and was like, yeah, I'm renting a Ferrari. I'll let y'all we get down there. <laughs> And we like, all right. So then that turned into 
two Ferraris, a Bentley, a Mazda. It, it just went somewhere the fuck else. Yeah. And it was like, we did the shit. It was fun. You know, a lot of motherfuckers had whatever to say. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. My joint is, don't say, oh, that's corny. Oh, that's doing too much. Oh, that's in the third. Then the next year, you're doing it. You're doing it. You know what I'm saying? I see the same niggas that were saying it was corny sitting on ghosts, standing up in the Lambos while the Lambo was driving. It's like, y'all doing absolute most. And it's just like, I don't knock it. Have fun. That's what the fuck a vacation is about. Have fun. Yeah. While the fuck out. Do shit that you wouldn't normally do. Do shit that you normally wouldn't do. And I tell motherfuckers all the time, you see my snaps. I work hard as shit. Right. So when I got vacation, and this is, you know, I'm. Doing my thing with the whole I, I got money. I'm gonna have some fucking fun. And motherfuckers like, oh, y'all doing this and coming back home and fucked up in the game and did it. I'm like, fam, I went back to Miami like a month and a half later with my girl right. and did the whole shit again. I, it was it was fun. Yeah. And, like it's fun to me. And it's just like whenever I go anywhere, I'll rent a car. I don't really like hotels. It's like I like. I tell motherfuckers all the time. Go to Flipkey. Go to Airbnb. You can fucking rent a house. You can rent a condo. Right. You can have real life fun. You don't got to be up under everybody and doing the same shit. It's like motherfuckers legit. The culture was I'm going to go down there. I'm going to rent a scooter and I'm going to drink slushies all fucking weekend. At Wet and Willys. I'm going to meet up with everybody at Wet Willies and stand on the corner and be a nuisance. And, and just be a fucking nuisance. <laughs> be a fucking nuisance. Shout Police out, like, move along. Shout, move out, along. shout out Marty because me and Marty were all over fucking Florida. We were damn near in Fort Lauderdale one of the right. nights. It's like have fucking fun. See new shit shit explore meet new people you see these same motherfuckers every fucking weekend at recess go meet new motherfuckers <laughs> experience you know what i'm saying right and it's like my thing with the like i said with the renting cars man if you want to do it do it if you don't don't i don't motherfuckers just always like we, the, y'all weird you know what i'm saying <laughs> y'all weird as shit motherfuckers always got something to say so oh, how you rent a car come back home and driving a pricks when the fuck you ever seen me in a pricks? like what the fuck Fuck, you can't have fun. You can't do anything without a motherfucker having his two cents to yeah. throw in. And it's like this shit that we do here. We talk about pop culture. It's like we say they signed up for that. We didn't sign up for that. Right. We fucking work. You know right. what I'm saying? We having fucking fun. It's like what the fuck. So that's my whole take on it, man. It's like go ahead, have your fun, rent your cars, do whatever. My thing is, is like now it has gotten a little. Like to where that's all is kind of a that's it's, all it's, a, it's all, all it's about kind all of it's and kind it's like, of about is like shitting on the next person. Like, <laughs> it's funny you you went last year. I went last year. <laughs> had a horrible time. Had a horrible fucking Chad, time. Chad like, texted me like, "Yo, man, the niggas." Matt was like, "Yo, don't go, man." Like Matt, Matt told me the whole time. He's like, "Yeah, I'm cool on that shit. I'm not going." And I'm like, "Nah, I'm gonna go, man. I'm gonna go. You know, I'm hype. Little Philly dick suckers going, whatever, like that." Blah blah blah. It was a nightmare. Shad hit me like, "Yo, niggas is trying to bring the rentals on the beach." Like niggas like was not bo- like it's it a was beach like, party. It's like, "Yo, nigga, do you see me? Because I'm over here. <laughs> if you didn't see me, I'm gonna go around the block and come back, nigga. Look at me then. You know what I'm saying? My my whole thing when it when it come down to it is like like I said, I'm a positive dude. I like having fun. I'm all for that. If you can be positive, I'm not a negative. I hate negative motherfuckers. You know, right. it's motherfuckers out here. This is the crazy part. We went down. We rented a fucking the mansion. It was six people. You know what I'm saying? That y'all know who we was. We rented the house. And we was like, yo, we're going to have a house party. The chick who we rented the house from was like, yeah, you can have a little get-together of 30 people. I'm like, bet. No problem. It's six of us. We all invite four or five people. Right. You know, nice little get-together. We cool. got grill, pool, all that. Nigga, I got to the end of the line at work. I seen flyers. It was a flyer. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Team Good Times it and was, Pain It was 1,200 people at that fucking house. <laughs> this shit was nuts. 
broke the garbage disposal. It was mayhem. And then this is the crazy part. Motherfuckers there who don't even speak to you. Won't even speak to you. Yeah. Won't even say hello. You ain't got all do, in your shit. You ain't got to do much for me, dog. I don't need. I don't need no extra stuff. Yeah. But if you, I see acknowledge you, what's, me. What's up? Thank you. This is the crazy part. I'm gonna give a shout out to Midget John because Midget John little ass was the only motherfucker who brought anything into that house. The only besides us, the he came through with a bag of black bottles and started handing them shits out. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for only motherfucker. But then everybody's in there with an attitude, running around doing all this extra, and it's just. What like, did the one chick tell you? Oh, I ain't got to speak to you. This uh, feek party, this feek house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? If he just looking at me cracking up, I'm like, this shit, but I that like, and if he hit me up recently, like, yo, we gotta do it again, and I'm just like, I don't know. I like I'll go down there, I'll go wherever. I, you know, yeah. we're going to LA in a couple months. It's like I'll go wherever. I'm going to Houston uh next weekend. I'm going to Houston from the twenty fifth to the twenty ninth for my birthday. I'm going to the uh Renting a car, y'all see what it is when I get down there. <laughs> fuck, FYM, fuck y'all, motherfuckers. Yeah, man. And um, I'm uh, I'm staying downtown by the Galleria, and I'm going to uh, the Rockets and the Warriors got a game on Tuesday the 28th, and I'm uh, I'm going to the game. Give me some scalp tickets, sit on the wood, and tell y'all how poor y'all is. Real shit. Look forward to my Instagram posts. Yeah, you know I mean, bitches. That's what it's about, though. Have fucking fun. Yeah. But the shit. It, it, the, the experience of it all was just funny, like switching up all the cars and acting a fucking fool. And that's why I tell motherfuckers, if you're going to do it, do it like that. Right. Don't go down there and three, four of y'all run a canal. Everybody run some shit and just have fun. Switch yeah. up, hop in this, hop in that. The shit was, it was retarded. And it was funny, though, because remember I hit you and I'm, because the backlash. Yeah. Like my, my, my man hit me and was like, yo, the whole Twitter, the whole Instagram is going. And I, I hit you and I'm like, do it look that bad? And Chad was like, yeah. yeah it kind of looked bad. It, it's kind of <laughs> I was like, I like it. But I was like, I get why motherfuckers is like, uh. Like, it's kind of a bad look. <laughs> but it's like, nah, man, have fucking fun. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. You We've know. been friends a long time. Yo, man. real shit. It's like, yeah, I, I tell motherfuckers all the time, man, uh, if, you get, if you go down there and rent some shit, uh, make sure you got ultralight beam on your playlist. <laughs> right. Put that shit on and have fucking fun, man. Motherfuckers is gonna be down there renting a whole bunch of shit again in a couple weeks. I think it is. Y'all got a spaceship. Uh, <laughs> y'all got y'all got that new 2018 spaceship. I remember the nigga. The nigga he got a Bugatti uh, that he rent for 25 grand a day. Oh shit! And I remember he was like, "Y'all fuck with y'all because just how the way y'all came through." He's like, "I give y'all the Gotti for 10 grand." And if he looked at me, he was like, five grand a piece. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like nah, Nigga, man. no. <laughs> like, nah, man. You know what I'm Nigga, saying? no. The, the fucking deductible was probably a buck on this job. Yo, crazy, though. 25 grand a day for a fucking Bugatti. Wow. I you know what I'm saying? I fuck with y'all. Gotti, 60% off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's, it's the, the I didn't understand that whole shit with the, the it was just weird. Y'all weird. It's weird. Tell your fucking <laughs> fun, man. <laughs> What else happened with social media this week? I saw some other shit you had put in there. Um, it was a post. It was, uh, <laughs> ladies, would you rather have a rich cheater or a poor faithful man? I just found that shit fucking hilarious. Yeah, weird. And my whole thing was, rich or poor, a man going to be a motherfucking man. You're still going to get cheated on. But, you know what I'm saying, at least <laughs> at least if the nigga got a bag, you know what I'm saying, you're going to get cheated on and you're going to get some gifts. A poor nigga just going to stand there and look at you and say, what the fuck you want from me? I've seen, I seen chicks posting the shit like, um, I'll take a rich cheater over a faithful man because at least if he break my heart, he can break it in Dubai. I mean, y'all bitches ain't been to Dubai. <laughs> y'all bitches ain't been down Dublock. What are you talking about? Dubai. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, shit. Let me open this goddamn folder. All right, all right, all right. We are in the, 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 the Ash Chad folder. We got some joints. Top five requests. Okay. Uh, Y'all didn't do top five comedians, and we damn sure did. We didn't. damn sure didn't. Crazy. 
to me, Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy is tied for number one. Um, Richard Pryor is not from my era, but I've seen like all his special. Richard Pryor, fantastic comedian. Richard Pryor, Eddie, Mur- uh, Eddie Murphy, Dave Chappelle, Martin Lawrence. Um, who else? Bill Burr. And I'm gonna probably like say like Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel funny as shit, man. Ah. Chris Rock is my number one. I can't say Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy. Again, this goes back to me when I always talk about Bill Russell and Will. Like, I just didn't. I saw the, the specials. I saw Eddie Murphy Raw. I saw uh, Delirious, you know, Eddie Murphy's movie run. I'm going to probably put Eddie at my number two. Eddie's the reason. I'm going to probably put Eddie at my number two. I'm a, if, if, if I could see any, like, Chris Rock is about to do another stand-up. I want to see that. You know what I'm saying? If it's one person I want to see, I got one chance to see one show, I want to see Chris Rock. I didn't see enough of Richard Pryor. Yeah, I respect him, who he is, what he did. But I, at the end of the day, my man, who I'm going to say at number three, I got Chris Rock at number one, Eddie Murphy at number two. My man at number three was writing for Richard Pryor, Paul Mooney. I fucking love Paul Mooney's right. stand-ups cracked me the fuck up. Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, Paul Mooney, Dave Chappelle, uh, I'm a rep for the big niggas, man. Give me Bruce Bruce. <laughs> Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? And honorable mention, uh, Neil Brennan, who's Chappelle's writing Writer. partner, and Patrice O'Neill. Hilarious. Yo, Patrice, put put Patrice <laughs> up there with Bruce Bruce. Patrice Jesus O'Neill has it. some <laughs> shit. Has some shit with yeah. him. I'm gonna send you a clip where he was on a a, a joint with Roseanne, Bob Saget, and. Uh, what's the white chick name? Uh, Sandra Bernhardt. And they were on this uh, joint called the Green Room, and they were like, it was like a round table, and they was discussing. And Patrice O'Neill was breaking down being a nigga in like the the, it, the shit was hilarious though. I'm gonna send you that. Patrice O'Neill's definitely up there. Definitely, definitely. Um, all right, I'm 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 gonna throw this out there, and we we we're thinking about designing a show around this whole situation. Um, but so many people, it's literally six different people in here asking the question about. I don't know if any of y'all seen it, but um, a nigga who plays for the Redskins posted a question like, why do so many black athletes date white women? And then one of the guys who plays for the, the Dolphins, Dolphins right. went the fuck off. I actually got the, the screenshot. I actually got it in my phone if I can find it real quick. Yeah, he said, uh, and I quote, um, the answer is simple, brother. Most of the sisters were raised in broken homes and they don't have proper guidance to how they should treat a man. So they mess up in a lot of relationships. The biggest difference is a white woman knows her position and accepts her role as a woman and let her man lead. Black women believe it's 50 50 and you have to be uneducated, uneducated to even think such a thing. Black women are stubborn, closed minded and always want to argue and be the boss. Men don't like that shit, especially if you're successful. Young black athletes are looking for a woman to submit, do their part and they handle the business. Men need peace of mind and they don't get that with black women. Let's just leave it. It is the biggest problem with some of them is that they can never take responsibilities for their actions. They hate to admit when they're wrong and you can never get better at anything unless you admit your fears and mistakes. How would I be a better football player if I'm not coachable? Black women are flat out not coachable. Let's put it that way. Let me say this real quick before you start. Nigga, how dare you? (laughs) Like, as if your mom ain't black. As if your grandma ain't black. As if Beyonce ain't black. How fucking dare you? As if Ashante ain't black. Real shit. (laughs) How dare you? Like, that's just a wild ass. 
we could go on for four hours with that. That's yeah. what I'm saying. We're thinking about doing a show next week. I told you I'm going to get Carl back up here and we can go deeper into that. Yeah. But people keep asking us, like, you know, our whole thing. I mean, I'm my like, whole thing is just, a- like, I love black women. I don't really fuck with white women like that. I joke all the time saying that ultimately, like, I want a white woman. But I also tweeted yesterday and said, you know, I want to have a white girlfriend so I can cheat on her 200 times. Reparations <laughs> for slavery. Um, but, um, yeah, so, I mean, just, you know, just overall as a thing, like, I just love black women. Light skin, brown skin, dark skin, whatever the case may be. Y'all definitely, you know, are flawed. Y'all have y'all faults. But so so, so do I. You Real know what I'm saying? Sure. And so do, so do us as black men. And, like, and ultimately, as black men, we need to be more understanding and um, coddle these young black women earlier in life. Be a father, be an uncle, be a big brother, really be involved in these young black women's lives so that if they are, if that stereotype does exist and they headache and this, this and that, all right, do something as a man to help the next generation be less of that or not be bitter or not have a chip on their shoulder. But it also goes back to understanding the why of it all, of why they feel this way, because black men and men in general don't value black women the way that they should be valued. Oh, no. You know what I'm saying? It's like they looked at it as sex objects and pains in the ass and this and that, but it's like, all right, how did we get to that point? You know what I'm saying? To, to even be trying to put some sort of like overall stereotype on them is like, all right, well, what are the factors that led to this? Like the angry black one. All right. What factors led to this? Fucking sold into slavery, fucking sex slave, used to procreate, raped, beaten, battered, bruised, man, fucking separated from the family via drugs, jail, alcohol, other things. I'm saying it's like, it's a lot of psychological factors that go into this shit. Like black women, much like a lot of black men are suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, we should do more collectively as far as building up each other. Black but that's women the, that's, building that's, up black that's, men that's, and black and men building up black women. Next week a little deeper. We kind of got a mentality. It's like when you get successful, get away from niggas. That's the way they yeah. train us to do it. It's like the Fresh Prince uh, syndrome. It's programming. You know what I'm saying? Will was going to die if he stayed in West Philly. Yeah. That's kind of what they were telling you. He had to go to Bel Air to live a better life and all right. that. That's the, so it's like that's kind of the mentality. Like yeah. I'm doing good. Like, I told you, I think it's pathetic. I was watching the uh, football. Seattle was playing the Falcons in the playoffs. The, the the bus pulled in with all the wives on it for Seattle. Yeah. The Seattle team is all niggas. Sierra was the only black person on the bus. <laughs> Look at these motherfuckers. Every woman on the bus was white. And I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not, and I, I got a, a interracial, these motherfuckers in my family is interracial couples, yeah. like marriage, yeah. married to Shit, white me people. Me too, I'm 25% white. It's like, yeah, I got a white <laughs> uncle now. It's like, <laughs> it, it, I, I'm not against it. But I think it's a problem when you're literally writing off an entire section of people, especially an entire section of people that you come from. Yeah. That don't make no goddamn sense yeah. at all. Like, how do your mother feel about you saying something like that? How, if you got sisters, you got aunts, whatever, how do they feel about you jumping out the window with no parachute yeah. and saying the things that you said? People it's just, just like write off crazy. black. It's just like it, people I know that are mixed. All they talk about is their mixed shit. Right. Their Thai grandmother, their Asian, their their Dominican cousin, yeah. their you know, it and it's like, yo, you got a whole I told you girl I know she's mixed. She's half black, half Thai. I came to her house and it was this black lady. I'm like, who's this lady in the kitchen? She's like, oh, that's my grandma. I'm like, 
you only show your Asian grandma right. on Instagram. Yeah. It's like what the, like you, you got ashamed of your black it, grandmother. It, it, that's kind of the way we are though. When it my comes grandmother, my favorite person in the whole world, my father's mother, my favorite person in the whole world, only person I know in my life that would do anything for me. You know what I'm saying? Do you think you could be in a in a like a interracial relationship, like a serious one? I mean, I could. I mean, I've dated around the board. I never really I dated a white girl though. Like I dated plenty Asian girls, Spanish girls, shit like that. Um, I never really dated like a white girl before. I'm sure it could be done, but I'm just like a little like I always had a fear. I'm a little dark skin, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm a little abrasive and I always had a fear of like marrying a white woman and like she on some bullshit in the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that shit always scared me. My the whole hell thing is this like if I was to date a white woman, I wanna date like Amber from Ambler. I don't wanna date like no niggered out white girl that be hanging down uh twenty four for Somerset. Like Fishtown. Yeah, like, like oh like I like I wanna want, I real, just, want real authentic apple pie white that, girl. That just always scared me. I'm like cause you know, they be making like London broil and shit <laughs> like, like that. London yeah. broil. <laughs> you would you, you, just get some wing stop. You in the basement calling your hobie like, yo, man, she got my car blocked in. Can you bring me some food to the house? This bitch is in the kitchen making mutton. I don't want none of this shit. Mutton. Liver. <laughs> she making mutton and zucchini casserole. <laughs> Please get over here with some grub. Like, she talking about we got leftovers all week. Like, <laughs> yo, that shit is nuts. Like, true story. My uh, bus broke down in Port Richmond one day. And... I, it was like a bar on the corner, and they okay. had like lunch specials and shit. So I let me go over here and get some fucking food. How bad can it fucking be? So I come in, I tell the boy, I see the menu. I'm like, uh, yeah, let me get a turkey burger. He was like, how you want it? I'm like, I like with, with a bun and lettuce and shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What are you talking about? He was like, no, like how do you want to prepare? You want a well done medium rare? I'm like, it's turkey. I'm like, how the fuck you medium rare? I'm out. <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm like, yo, y'all serving salmonella like, on the lunch. Salmonella, salmonella is on the menu. Yo. The 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 and that's that's my biggest thing and I got white friends I joke with them all the time it's like my, one of my white homies shout out Mikey Mikey Brown he took me to cheesesteak John down South Philly when I tell you I almost got arrested because I was livid down there I come to the window I'm like uh you let me get a cheesesteak man uh salt pepper ketchup like me she's like all that's out there I'm like what the fuck is it doing out here why isn't it <laughs> back there and she was like yeah we you handle all that yourself. Um, you want fried onions on your steak? I'm like, yeah. She turned around like, yeah, let me get one whiff. That's what they call it. And yeah. down there. She literally gave me a bread, steak, and onions with cheese whiz. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so I'm like, yo, you didn't put no mayonnaise on the bread. She's like, the mayo's out there. They had a fucking... Like mayo packets? No, they had the like, squeezer? like a pail of mayonnaise with a spoon. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And it's like people was picking up spoonfuls of mayonnaise and putting it on top of their sandwich. I'm like... Y'all were raised by wolves. <laughs> That's raised by wolf shit. It's like I'm no way on earth am I about to put that on this fucking sandwich. Yeah, hell no. It's just crazy. It's just like a whole. That's why people always ask me when I'm on the bus. Like best cheesesteak spot, John's roast pork. I heard they good. Crazy. I heard they good. Sesame seed buns, chicken or beef. I seen them on uh the the, one of the the shows, the cooking shows. They was there. They got some big ass crazy sandwiches. They shit crazy. I, I like they the, lunch. They lunch like they lunch rush. We talking about lunch rush at Wawa. They lunch rush is like down the block. Yeah, like people fucking buying cheese sticks. They shit is super good though. Mm. I, I like the John up uh, Roxborough, but they just like <laughs> <laughs> every time I go there, I got a whole issue with them. You know what I'm saying? 
Let's pull one more question out of this. Hold show. on, I had one too. Somebody sent one to the. Uh, this is a funny. Joint. I told you, I'm getting them to my DM. Somebody sent one to the uh, to the Rose Podcast ever Gmail. I follow a lot of quote unquote street and quote unquote party guys on social media who post pictures with crazy captions. So recently, this guy posted a pic caption saying he was a thick little baddie. When did it become acceptable for men to refer themselves as slim, thick, thick baddie, etc.? What? Um. This is Chad speaking. Um, never. Um, in the words of uh, Riley from the Boondocks, y'all niggas gay. And um, I'm not with none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like a man still got to be a man. And I'm a, a super duper fashionista. But at the end of the day, man still got to be a man. And you still got to stand for something. And joking or not, I'm not calling myself uh, no thick little baddie. <laughs> like that's wild. You know what I'm saying? I don't want no smoke with that with that talk. So that must be like some uh, 13th Street jargon that uh, I'm not familiar with. I never even seen that. That's crazy. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> the, um, so hopefully that answers your question, uh, Savannah. Um. Oh, this is dope. What do y'all think about what Ben Baller said about the watches? Oh man. We never even got to that. Shout out to uh, my man because I, I wouldn't even think about that. I so, just happened to see that in here. Ben Baller, to me, um, is the best jeweler, best celebrity jeweler in the country. He's uh, my favorite to follow. Yeah, he, and he's just like a dope, thorough person. You know what I'm saying? He tell it like it is. So what he said was um, there's, what is it called, CVD or something mm-hmm. like that? These basically fake diamonds that test like real diamonds. Like they pass 95% of diamond testers um, because they have all the makings of real diamonds, but they're not real diamonds. You know what I'm saying? So jewelers are literally going every other or every one third fake diamonds to complete these watches. And he specifically mentioned Philly and New York as being the CVD capitals and Crazy. talking about all of these fake Hong Kong made Patek Philippe watches that are just popping up out of the fucking blue. Um, because Patek's been around forever. T, I've been rapping about Patek Philippe since 2004. Yeah. So it's not a if, new brand. If, if you watched Entourage, uh, remember when they were trying to sell the movie at Cannes? And remember uh, Billy Walsh told the, the boy, the boy was trying to buy the movie, the, yeah. uh, the, uh, the Arabian boy. And he's like, it's a nice Patek you have on over there. And he was like, yes, it is. He was like, can I have it? And he was like, because remember the boy was trying to <laughs> right, buy the movie? Right, yeah. And he threw it to him. Like, that shit, that was 03? Yeah, like exactly. That, yeah, that's so true. these things are not new. So now, just as of recently, I don't know who started the floodgates with the Patek I know Felicia. I've seen, like, Cardi B got one. Like, been, they there are zillions all over the place now. So all of these rappers have these Pateks or whatever, and they all got them bust down or whatever like that, which you're not supposed to bust. Watch 101. No precious metal watch should have diamonds in, engraved in it because diamonds have to be held in something. So they're literally drilling holes in a precious metal to put diamonds in it. So that's the first thing that mm-hmm. you shouldn't be doing if you're buying any type of gold or uh, gold, platinum, white gold, whatever watch. You shouldn't be drilling holes into your fucking the service of your watch. A bezel, whatever, cool. And if you want to buy a stainless steel watch, do whatever the fuck you want because the stainless steel ain't worth shit anyway. Yeah. So f- do whatever you want with that. But so motherfuckers are buying all of these Pateks up, and they're literally like forty three grand, plain stainless steel with just the chronometer on them. 
They're adding diamonds, eighty to $100,000 watch now. So what Ben Baller is saying, majority of y'all watches ain't worth the fucking appraisal that the jeweler gave you because every one, every second or every third diamond that you have in your watch is Fugazi. So Fugazi. Mm-hmm. So all these motherfuckers. That's some crazy And on shit. top of that, y'all might have a fake Hong Kong made paddock. Yeah. On top of the fact that your diamonds being fufu, you probably got a fufu protect on also. I was saying that to my girl the other day. I'm like, if you know some serious paper come up, it's like you almost gotta fuck with Ben Baller as your jeweler. You have to just for his knowledge. I go to just I I go to IF and Co every single week. Like, all right, what new shit is Ben Baller doing? Not even the fact, not even making jewelry. I'm talking about just for his respect of jewelry and his knowledge of it. Like, he ain't gonna he, sell you no bullshit. He don't seem like one that's gonna have you on some asshole shit just because yeah. it looked. Good. Yeah, he's not a, a scummy Jewish jeweler on South Street. All right. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I, like I've, I've dealt with all of these different jewelers from around the city, you know, since 2006 to present, so about 11 years. Different ones have, you know what I'm saying? And my man Love, he's cursed out every jeweler in Philly. Every He's cursed out every jeweler because they all, with the exception of my jeweler now, Dimitri, they all try to get over on you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I know game. motherfuckers that, like, I'm looking at my watch right now, one of my watches. I have a, a 2014 Rolex uh, Oyster Perpetual Date Just Two Tone, eighteen karat gold and stainless steel. I paid eleven thousand dollars for this watch. Um, it retails at fifteen grand, so I got a good deal on my watch. I know people who have this same watch, but in all stainless steel, no eighteen karat gold on it, which makes it worth less. Mm-hmm. Paid fifteen grand, so you damn near paid double for a watch that's worth less. These are the type of tricks and games that jewelers will play with you if you're not a knowledgeable buyer. Mm-hmm. I just happened to fucking be into watches since I was a kid. My dad always bought me watches and Seikos and Citizen and shit like that. And I just always studied fucking watches because I knew at some point I'm going to have enough money to be fucking buying these timepieces. I need to educate myself so I don't get fucking robbed. Like somebody that I know recently bought um, this same watch. It was a 2016 model. And I keep in mind, I bought my watch brand new. Bought a 2016 model, but rose gold. He paid 14 grand for it. I'm like, dog, rose gold is worth less than yellow gold, yeah. and you paid five. I'm saying three thousand dollars more. It's just like, why did you do that? <laughs> like, the name of the game with jewelry is getting the best number for the best product and trusting the person that you're buying it from to know that you're not selling you no bullshit. Man. It's a it's a fine line. And that and, and knowing that you're not getting yeah, bullshit, like motherfuckers ain't worried about that. They just worried about if it's motherfuckers like, just want to shine. Rolex, yeah, motherfuckers just want to shine. That's it. You know what I'm, I'm saying? saying? I was around somebody recently, and they had a uh, Prezi on, and I was like, like Rick Ross said, came to the realization that your watch was fake. Damn, and it's somebody respectable, and I was like. My joint is this. Like that joint look a little rough. And again, staying in your lane. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like. I have a nice watch. I don't wear it often. It's not a super expensive. It's a citizen's. It's mm-hmm. not a crazy expensive yeah. watch. It's about $900. But on an average, I got my Apple watch on. Right. Stay in my lane. It's no reason for me. I spent 900 on the citizen. I could buy a fake Roly for 900 Right. What for? It's no point. Right. And this is my joint. If you're going to buy a fake Roly, get a fake GMT. You know what I'm saying? Get a fake Pepsi. Something that's five, six grand. Yeah. Don't go get a fake Sky Dweller. <laughs> that's save 34 your, grand. Save yourself the headache. <laughs> 34 I'm knowledgeable grand. a little bit about watches. I, I like them. I, I read up on them. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You know. I get we mad a lot of watch games. You know, we have conversations yeah. about it a lot. It's like, why do you ever want a fake Yacht Master 2? 
Like, what's the purpose? 28 grand, baby. <laughs> 28 grand, baby. Because you having on a, a, a sky dweller means one of two things. Either the watch is fake or you just a dickhead. Because you live over top of the deli in a in a fucking econ- yeah. efficiency. So if you ain't got a, if you don't have a popping dope phone, you don't have a real sky dweller on. Or you just, <laughs> or you really did spend thirty grand on this, and you just a dickhead because you still live over You're top of the poverty. deli. It's like move out of from over top of the deli. You know what I'm saying? Don't get the sky dweller if you got thirty grand. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So prioritize. One, yeah, one way or another, you're not in your lane where you should be, and y'all weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't forget that. So it's just yeah, I don't understand the fake big big pieces like why do you have a fake niggas, big I mean face like rolling? what Jacob say niggas just be dying of floss that's really all it come down to you know what I'm saying it's like but but to somebody like me you can't fool me because I know time pieces you know what I'm saying it's like yo why would you I just know common fucking why sense. would you but take it a step further why would you spend 20 plus thousand on a timepiece and have no verification of its authenticity yeah. you don't have nothing like the first thing I ask a jeweler when I'm watch shopping is, and I'm looking at something that I might like, I'm like, yo, you got a box and papers for this? If you don't, I don't even want to buy it. I'm going to give me the same one, the more expensive one that you got the paperwork for. Because if I if my fucking house get robbed and this thing is in here and I don't have no verification that goes to this watch, the insurance company is not paying me nothing. They're not going to take my word for it. Oh, take my word for it. I had a $6,000 milk house. Yeah. Like, no, motherfucker, you beat. Yeah. So it's like, y'all... You can't, you can't, you can't pull the wool over my eyes. You man. saw the joint where the boy had the first uh, Pepsi bezel. Remember, I sent you that shit. It was a uh, nineteen sixty? Yeah, sixty one. First edition. Like yeah, Pepsi bezel. First edition Pepsi bezel. Paid a hundred dollars for that. Hundred dollars for the joint is worth what was it? Eighty five. Seventy five grand. Yeah, seventy five to eighty yeah. grand. Crazy, right? He almost had a fucking heart attack. He thought he was gonna <laughs> get fifteen hundred for this. Shit. He was like, I'd have been happy with fifteen hundred. Yeah. The dude telling him numbers, he's like, Yeah, watch like this, probably like thirty five, forty thousand. He's like, But yours, because you have all the original this paperwork. Mar- this is this is this, and, and this, this is my that. joint when it comes down to these watches. We saw a video where a dude got a Rolex in nineteen sixty one. He had all the paperwork, all the original pieces, original box. This motherfucker had the receipt. From, from the jeweler, it. the jeweler he bought it from in Geneva. Somehow you just bought a, a sky dweller. You have twenty nothing. days ago, and you have nothing. Somehow your paperwork <laughs> is misplaced. <laughs> misplaced. <laughs> I don't be keeping up with that shit, bro. <laughs> fuck, I mean, fuck you up for me. I don't be keeping up with that shit, bro. You, know you ask me all this bullshit. You see me, nigga? Yeah, I do. I see his shit ticking too. Been another dope one. <laughs> Hold on, before we get out of here, we got to tell this quick story about Just. Oh yeah, so Just, <laughs> our producer Just <laughs> had a run-in with a deaf goon the other yeah. day, and um, it was snow makes people crazy. Just parked in his neighbor's spot. <laughs> Y'all know how that go in the hood. Just is, is but here's the thing: Just shoveled out three spots of his own. Yeah, the neighbors parked in his spot. He turned around, parked in their reserve spot, and it's been World War Three ever since. They called the tow trucks on him to come tow the car. <laughs> he comes outside. Moves the car. Moves the car. It's all good. Next morning. Next morning, the, the deaf guy's outside screaming at his girlfriend <laughs> and the dog. Mind you, just has a 90-pound pit bull. 90-pound service dog pit bull. So it's registered, issue with the state, all of that shit. Right. He can have this dog anywhere. Yeah. So there are the, the he comes outside, stops the girl, stops the guy from arguing. Apparently, the dog minorly bit the guy's nicked hand. Him. Just him. barely nicked him. And the guy's going crazy like, 
I'm calling the cop. Basically, yeah, I'm calling sign the cops language, saying I'm, I want to sue. I'm calling the cops saying I'm pressing charges. Cops show up. They like, yo, dude's loaded, drunk. His blood alcohol is point three, point three, <laughs> which four is times like the limit. Dead, the walking yeah. dead. Point so, three. Long story short, <laughs> they cuff ball, take him back to the house. About an hour later, he's back outside going the fuck crazy. <laughs> the cops is still there because the shit like never died the fuck down. So they they cuff ball, take him down to the fucking station. Five hours pass. Just say he in the house. Bull's back outside the house now. The bull done got out of jail <laughs> with a vengeance. <laughs> Ernest goes to jail. He sprung himself. Gets out of the mind. When we walk in the studio, I see just face. I'm like, the fuck happened to you? He's like, oh, I got to tell you. This got a story to tell. So he's like, come outside. Let me show you. The whole front of his car smashed the fuck the fucking death drunk loaded guys kicking his car. He gets out of jail. Kicks the fucking car, kicks the bumper, kicks off the the bumper car, out of place, and then dives on him and bites him in the face and in the, the ear because the dog bit him. <laughs> and then now, and then the dog fucked him up. <laughs> it was in, and the same police <laughs> from the early morning come back like you again. <laughs> when Justin tells this story, I swear to God, only thing that's going in my head is remember on Superman when they got rid of the drunk boy, but then they got on the bus yeah. and like McMuffin. <laughs> You again? <laughs> so the police come back, arrest my man all over again, and he's trying to tell them the dog bit me. They're like, yeah, you're fucking right, the dog bit you. We told you to go home, yeah. and here you are starting shit again. Yeah. So Just apparently had a run-in with a, a deaf Mike Tyson uh, yeah. yesterday, the other two days ear, ago. Bit his face. Bit his ear and bit his face and scratched his face, too. Yeah. Fucking nightmare, yeah, man. Fuck the Holy whole front shit. of the car up. The Subaru will never be the same again. Never. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got to get bumper clips, paint. This is a fucking nightmare. Weirdest shit, bro. I ain't going to pay for this shit on a podcaster station owner salary. <laughs> shit is bad. Well, it's been another great episode. Another, another hilarious one in the books. Y'all weird. Um, no, Don't you ever forget it, in next, the words of Glenn Lewis. Next week, Chad won't be here. I'll be uh, live via satellite. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna from the Galleria via satellite. Chat. I'm gonna see if I can get Sauce Walker to call in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chad gonna be in Houston, lying to bitches, telling me no Drake and Steph Curry and every other light skin nigga that's out. Like, well, I'm here. I'm I'm Steph Curry road manager. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm here. For, I'm only here for the game. I came in a few days early. You know what I'm saying? We all staying over here at this hotel. You want to see my hotel room? Um, and things of that nature. Yeah. Telling bitches my name is Cousin Eric from South Carolina. Yeah, but I'm going to have Pastor Carl up here, and then we're going to have Chad on the 11 line. So next week, tune back in. Uh, tell a friend to tell a friend, man. We are growing more and Leaps more. Leaps and bounds, bitches. Every week. I can't believe it myself. Um, on a serious note, we appreciate all the support. And yeah, oh, um, oh, it, oh, it, oh, it means oh. a lot to us, man. Like, we are literally the little podcast that could. We went from, you know, just an idea a little bit over a year ago, me begging Matt and Ra to do a show. Um, Ra will be here at some point for his uh, basketball analytical sports bet breakdown yeah. episode. Um, but me literally begging them to do a show and educating Matt about podcasts and all that shit. And then we fast forward now, we're in 56 countries. Like, real holy shit. shit. The a, dream is a, real. A quarter of the fucking world. <laughs> a quarter like, of the world. Ow. We out there. It might be we one motherfucker here. in that country. And somebody, it, somebody's listening. Somebody in the Netherlands is like, yo, Chad, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? That's I, crazy. What's crazy is I got to join the day real quick on uh, IG. Bull was like, yo, I never listened to a podcast. I don't know these niggas from a can of paint, but they hilarious. Right. I was like, follow them. I was like, that's fly as shit. Appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I follow them. That's what it's about. You know what I'm saying? More life. Like, be positive. Live right. Without a doubt. Do man. good. 
Try to do something dope, man, and bring your folks along for the ride if you can. That's really where I'm at. It's like, you know, I, like I said, I really got no time for the negative shit. I really don't even pay it no mind. Yeah. I, you know, God bless. I'm starting my car up from in here. We, we got a meeting afterwards. So. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.